In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Together, they drink it up with some of the biggest players you know I mean? in the most professional, unprofessional podcast and your number one source for drunk facts. It's Drink Champs motherfucking podcast. Where every day is New Year's Eve. It's time for Drink Champs. Drink up, motherfucker. What it good be? Hopefully it's what it should be. This is your boy, N-O-R-E. What up? It's DJ EFN. And this Drink Chess motherfucking podcast. Make some noise! Hey. 
quarantine champs. Quarantine champs. Right, right now, I knew this guy right now 20 years, man. I couldn't be proud of uh, what he doing, what he accomplished him and his, 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 I believe it's his cousin Wallow, you know what I mean? Uh, representing for Philadelphia. Ooh, it's about Philly time building. Philadelphia got, got it on the map. For, for it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like uh, it's like only at one time something from Philly could be happening. It's like you know you got the BD wave, you got the state property wave, and then you you know and, and, and then you hit the Meek Mill waves, and now you got the motherfucking million dollar podcast. Hey Noy, first of all, man, I want to tell you thank you, man. You was the first person to put me on your podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Mm-hmm. I was like, just come up, we are gonna talk some shit. Right, you know, y'all. So really, I man, I commend y'all, man, for showing us the way, man. That you know, you can really get some money out of this shit because we didn't really truly understand it, but now we just understand that y'all was really ahead of the curve, man, years in advance, man. And we was out here slipping and shit. So, so what was what was what was the decision for you to even to to start it? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, um, well, you know. Since I since I started giving out million dollars worth of game back in 2012 and shit, right? On Instagram, people always even before Wallow came home, people always used to be like, "You need a podcast, Gilly. Right. You need a podcast. You need a podcast all the time." But I didn't know what that shit was, right. and I did yours, but I still didn't understand how you get money from this shit. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. and then a post came across my page that said. Spotify allocates $421 million towards podcasts last year. And I was like, nigga, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's all you needed to see. That's all I needed to break them fucking mics out. Right Right now, let's get this shit popping. And in months, we had a deal. Right. So um um for, for for people that like cause I know that Joe um he has spoken on this a little bit, me and you spoke on it off the air. I believe there was somebody that started the podcast with y'all and y'all not yeah yeah yeah. What what happens just so our viewers can know and, and no one could have a discrepancy of what's going on? What happened was we me and Wallow decided to start a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So uh this guy had a facility that he shot podcasts out of. Mm, like so a we, podcast studio in, in Philly? Yeah, a podcast studio. So it was like, okay. So we came in, you know, basically how much you want a month to shoot your pod, to shoot the podcast here. Gave us a number. Okay, we pay him. He was doing our sound. If you go to the first episodes, he wasn't on the episodes. He was a, he was a sound guy. He, was, he record our sound. You feel what I'm saying? He's an engineer. Then, yeah, and then after the, after the show, this he one. put a little mix on it, and then he send it to somebody that's going to upload it to Buzzsprout for us. Right. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? And about episode five, maybe, the cameraman came in and set a microphone in front of him. Me and Wallow looked at each other, but from time to time, we might say, yes or no, Dev, and he'd be like, I got to agree with Gilly. But he'd be off camera. You feel what I'm saying? But this time, he put a camera in front of Like, he wanted to be a part of the show. He had a mic on on him. Yeah, he put a camera in front of him. Oh, he put a camera, too, in front of him? No, the cameraman. He wasn't the cameraman. The camera guy came in and put a camera in front of him. Oh, shit. Okay. Me and Wallow looked, you know. And then we let it live. So it went from you not really talking at first. You just saying, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I feel like Wallow. You started talking more. Then you started talking more, 
And then when we did the bar, the deal with Barstool, we went to him. We offered him a certain amount of money. Like, here you go, bro. You work 96 hours a week. Here go X amount of money for the year. You feel what I'm saying? This still don't come in between what you got going on because it's only 96 hours out of the week. One hour you, you talking for an hour and then you mixing shit down for 20 minutes and then you sending it over. Right. And for some reason, he thought he deserved 15% of my company. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? Wow. So, you know, that's how that went. Because I can explain to people, like, you know, um, because um, a lot of people don't understand that you guys just start something, you know, grassroots where it's just it's just everybody that's down for it. And then uh, a situation like this could occur. How, 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 how can people avoid that in, uh, in future references? Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when everything, everybody else that we had on the team is happy. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just that a lot of times you cannot let people that's around you get in your fucking head. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? And get in your mind. And because one of the comments a motherfucker made was in order for me to know how much I'm supposed to make, I need to know how much you make it. Wow. Uh, uh. <laughs> that don't even sound right in any kind of way. Uh, uh. <laughs> And, and my response was, okay, when you came on board, you had 6,000 followers. Right. I had 1 million followers. So do me a favor. Can you divide 6,000 <laughs> into 1 million? And what's that, about 80-something? That's how much more I'm making than your goofy ass. 80-something times more than your goofy ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about. Right. But did you see this coming? Because like, but wait, but wait, Nori. Yeah. Just to be clear, because I think that sometimes when you're saying the follower thing, someone might get confused and say, "Oh, you know, maybe this person they think they they celebrity this that." I think it's just easy. Like this is your podcast. You started the podcast. Right. He was hired help. Like you, 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 you was renting studio. Like if it's like if a studio you go to says, "Oh, I own your music now." Nah, I rented right. the studio, and you Absolutely. got an engineer. And that's what it is, you know? Absolutely. Then 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 anytime we got did live shows, he got paid for live shows. Right, right. You feel what I'm saying? So for us, it was like this is this is not even something to think about. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, this is not this is this is easy mathematics, bro. Like, but he didn't see it that way, you know. So it was like, okay, cool. You know, people get fired every day. It ain't no ain't no harsh feelings or nothing. You know what I'm saying? That's just a part of life. See, see what people don't understand is, well, our podcast is not just driven off our podcast. It's driven, it's driven off our social media right. and all that we do on social media as well. Right. Like, because me and Dollar Worth a Game had his own following. That, had right. his, that has his own following. Right. And even what you're saying right now, right, right. Like I, I know, I know motherfuckers have never met you before in their life, and they'd be like, right. And I'd just be looking at them like, <laughs> yeah, it was your personality already on social media doing it before you was doing a podcast. Absolutely. So me and Dollar Worth a Game, the podcast is just a spinoff from me giving out game on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. it took off so fast because it wasn't something right. that needed to be built up. You had to get right. used to the name. Yo, yo, you seen it every day. Right. Every day you woke up, I was giving you some game. And right. and the people was demanding it. We need a podcast. We need it. So the spinoff from it was so easy. It was easy to adapt. Right. 
Now, have y'all during quarantine? I see y'all recording. Y'all still recording, right? Y'all in yeah. face with it. Y'all ain't do this Zoom shit we doing, right? No, we ain't doing no Zoom. <laughs> hey, 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 don't judge. <laughs> we told, hey, we told motherfuckers you better stay away from motherfuckers. Right, right, yo. So, cause Philly, Philly, did y'all get hit with it hard or not? The Corona thing. Yeah, really, Jersey though. Okay, Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Philly got hit with it too, but Jersey really got hit with it. Right. Now, who's the dude that you had on the podcast the other day that Meek Mill knocked him, his, his bitch down? Oh, that was that was uh, Tony, ex-NFL player, used to play for the Seattle Seahawks. He from Philadelphia, and you know, huh. you know, man, niggas, bitches get fucked every day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Meek almost tried to deny it, though. I don't know if you've seen Meek tweet. Meek was like, who, who, who boy, girl? Like, he tried to, <laughs> he tried to deny it almost. You know hey, what I mean? hey, well... Well, he definitely know Meek slam dances, bitch. You know that's for sure. But right. you know, I respect the fact that he still listen to me. That you know he ain't, right. he ain't, hold he ain't take it to heart like that. Now, ain't now, one, heart. now one guy I seen you kick, kicking it with. I couldn't tell where it was going. I couldn't tell what was happening. And I believe that's Young Chop. Yeah. Now, what is your relationship with Young Chop? I seen y'all kicking it, and I seen it go far. Like, is 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 that for real, or is is he is he is is this the internet thing? Because you know, I'm 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 forty. I'm forty. You know what I mean? I'm a little different. I don't be knowing. You know what? Like, actually, I met Young Chop a few times, and you know, he always been cool. He always been, you know, just a laid back type of nigga, just cool as shit. And you know, I just seen him on my page and just said, let me tell, let me holler at Chop, man, real quick. What's up, nigga? I ain't had no idea he was going to do that shit. You right. know what I'm saying? So then they started talking, you know, about Meek Mill, Soft, and, right. and you know, French Montana. And I'm like, that shit threw me off for a minute. Mm-hmm. I had to say, come on, Chop, I got to get you off here, man. You're talking crazy. <laughs> Now ask it, ask it, because you know you're Philly. You're, you're Philly. What six months, eight months into, into the podcast? How much? How long? Uh, we a year in. So oh, a year bit. in. Okay, congrats. So, good, congrats. Let's make some noise for that, man. <laughs> add, add, add the sound to it. So, look, have you ever? What, what's your biggest um uh discrepancies so far? Like, you, like you ever gotten into drama so far? Like anybody ever got mad at you? Anybody like you? You know what I mean? No, I ain't really never had nobody. I don't think get mad at me. You know, they they might not like something I say, but you know, other than that, I don't really think I I get I don't get people mad at me. That's not my objective. I don't really talk about people right. like that. I just more give out game. That's God's attention, motivation, and education. Right. You feel what I'm well, saying? They, they will. They will get. They will get mad. At you. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah, he definitely, he definitely put me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope that, um, that Joe even commented on you guys, right? And I thought that it was ill that, that you responded back. But I wanted you to know that you're supposed to be talked about. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you lit in this world, like, I, honestly, like, if, if a person's not talking about you, and it's dope that it's Joe. It's dope that, you know, and he got a big platform as well. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's Absolutely. enough for all of us to have. You know what it is? I know that Joe's a, uh, uh, you know, Joe's a sneaky, tricky type motherfucker. Like, and, you know, I just was on on live with Joe and we busting it up. And, you know, one thing one thing about me, Nori, I don't have no problem with saluting a motherfucker, man. Really? You know what I mean? I, I want to salute you. I don't want to shoot you. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? 
I want to I want to eat with you. I ain't trying to compete with you. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Everybody got their own lane. You got your lane. He got his lane. I got my lane. Right. You know, everybody got their own lane, man. Right. And, and for me, it's like I didn't send Joe a message through through Instagram. You know, I preach. No, we was on live. We was in front of my followers. We was in front of his followers. Right. And I told him, man, I salute you, man. I salute Noy, man. I salute tax tone. Y'all showed me the way. Yeah. Y'all showed me that, damn, you could get some money out of this shit because I didn't see it. Yeah. So I'm the type of nigga that salutes you and then you turn around and it's like, and, and the thing that was most really hurtful is that nothing y'all saying is real. Right. So it's like, Joe, like, yeah, the first 86 episodes the dev was on. I'm like, bro, we only on episode 60. <laughs> so, so let me ask you because I, I really wasn't following. Was Dev doing like, like, like interviews with other niggas saying this though? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh. Okay. Because we couldn't have been on episode eighty six or eighty nine. No, I'm saying was Dev like you know going to doing interviews like and just speaking about y'all situation? Yeah, oh, he did the okay. interview. Yeah, he did an interview speaking about our situation, but. At the end of the day, it, what, what they were saying wasn't what De- what not even what Dev was saying. You know what I'm saying? A lot of this shit was just like out of left field. Like, wow. so I'm like, damn! If you're going to talk about some, a person's situation, at least do at least try to try to get some facts. You know, and Rory started it off like, you know, if I'm saying something wrong, then well, if you're saying something wrong, then you're not supposed to be saying nothing at all because mm. you don't know. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So. But, you know, I talked to them all. I talked to Rory. Shout out to both of them. I, I respect the fact that they both reached out to me like men because at the end of the day, we grown men. And if you could, if you could, if I'm, if I'm, if I, if somebody feels though some type of way with me, I'm going to reach out to them. And if they feel disrespected and I see where they coming from, I have no problem with saying, you know what? I see where you're coming from, bro. I apologize to you for taking it that way because I could see how you was, how you took it that way, but I didn't feel that way. I, that's not how I was saying it. I can respect that. And we move on to see another day, you feel me? Right. Yo, listen, real quick. Just based off of you saying that you didn't really first see the podcast movement and we was we started doing it and then, and then you kind of saw it when you saw the Spotify deal. I'm trying, like, I'm analyzing this new Joe Rogan deal. Are you guys paying attention to this Joe Rogan deal? Yeah. What they, what they said, $100 million? $100 million. But that's not, the $100 million is not what you need to pay attention to. Do you know what Spotify made 48 hours after announcing that deal? $5 billion. $5 billion. What? Wow. It's a game changer. And I think all of us need to take note of what that means for all of us in this space. Just give me 35. That's what I'm saying. We don't need the we don't need the hundred million. Good. You know, we, we need to understand what that means for our value based on what we're doing. But but Just give me- your bar stool. <laughs> Let's talk about your bar stool sports. Uh, what is it, bar stool? Bar stool, absolutely. Those are some big dudes. Like, tell, tell, how did how did these guys even approach you? What was going on? Well, a lot of a lot of companies was approaching us. You know what I'm saying? Pardon me for cutting you off. Y'all was independent at first. Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Wow. Go ahead. That's yeah. good. One hundred percent. So. We had all the numbers. You feel what I'm saying? We right. chart every week. You feel what I'm saying? We on, on, on Apple. We got the numbers as far as YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, so people was coming in for Barstool. And shout out to Dave and Erica, man. 
because uh, since we've been there, it ain't been nothing but good to us, man. So shout out to Dave and Erica. You know, they they came and we sat down and we made it happen. It was, it was really quick. It didn't take a lot. You know what I'm saying? And they've been treating us good ever since. Now, the crazy thing is, you come from, you know, Philly, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, uh, um, from back in the days. And you had label discrepancies and things like that. What 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 do you like more? Do you like rapping more, or do you like what you're doing right now? This shit right now. See, I love rapping. All right. <laughs> but this shit right here, okay, I'm gonna let you finish. I mean, it's it's kind of like rapping. Be real. No, let him finish. Let him finish. Right here. Oh man, <laughs> this is this is this is a lot less. Strenuous. I'm gonna say that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that. I, I, I really, I really enjoy doing this shit. And you can get your point across a little easier. See, rapping, you can say something, and the person can still misunderstand you. All right. This a nigga ain't misunderstanding me, nigga. I don't like you. If I say it, I don't like you, nigga. That's it. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't got like acapella. You don't need a producer. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a nigga hitting the buttons. None of that. Just fuck it. <laughs> uh. I don't need it edited up, not, uh, just chop and screw it, and then yep. be good. The dirty version. Put the it dirty out. Dirty version. Yep. And, and uh, but you know, I, I I can't even say I miss the the, the touring aspect because we do live shows with this shit too. But right. I miss the the recording of that hot record when you're done. And you listening to that motherfucker and you know that bitch fire. Yeah, I miss that aspect of it. All right. All right. And that's the only thing on hip-hop you miss? Like, I mean, uh, making music? Or being a part of music game? Yeah, because you can't say this is not hip-hop, too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. But, well, 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 you know, I still be in the studio with a lot of the youngins, so okay. I still hear a lot of the youngins shit still keep me up on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm always around that, but just the recording and the and the, the getting the fans' reaction when you drop that hot shit. All right. Yeah, because that's what I do it for the fans anyway. All right. You, you you think Philly ever really gets his recognition? No. Man, I thought you no. were on our way. Yeah, we are on our way. Okay. You know what I mean? A lot of artists did a lot. As right. far as like, not even just music in general. Philly, right. so much history. Ain't Jill Scott from Philly? Jill Scott, yeah. Jasmine Sullivan, Music Soul Child, the Roots, The Roots, um, Storch, Will Smith, Storch, Will Smith, Teddy Pendergrass, Patty Labelle, Eve, Eve. Eve. Nigga said Teddy yeah. Pendergrass. God damn. He said Patty Labelle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I know my history a little bit. You know. There's a lot more, yeah. some up and coming ones too. That's pop and PNB rock. Yeah. But yeah, it's like PNB box with the homie. Uzi. Oh, little Uzi Bird. I seen him get a freestyling at a gas station. I was very impressed. I was yeah. very impressed. I like that. Absolutely. Say Memphis Bleak is from Philly. He got to relax. Who said that, Sonny? Nigga over here, man. Come on, Sonny. Mr. Lee's from yeah. Philly. So, but. All right, now, the, like the, it was like the two parts of the city, right? Uh-huh. Um, when Bleak, I mean, uh, Meek, and he, this nigga over here fucking me up. When Meek and Beans got into that, now you, 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 I, I remember my first couple of times coming 
to Philly, you was in the ciphers that we was rhyming with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you look, right. you see me from when the Super Thug was nothing, the Super Thug came back. And yeah. did you think that that was, that was a point that divided the city to a certain extent or the city was kind of like already divided? I don't really think it divided the city. You know what I mean? Because really the people in Philly just going to rock with who they rock with. You know what I mean? I think it just was a, I just think it was a, if you was from the outside looking in, it, it, you would have looked at it as a bad look for Philly. You know right. what I mean? Right. But if if you was around and, you know, you, you know a little bit more than, you know, you just take it for what it is. You know what so I'm saying? It looks like Philly niggas don't get along. That's what it looks like uh, on the outside. Well, with me, I get along with everybody, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I get along. I, I got a beautiful relationship with everybody from me to Beans to, you know, Cassidy, you know what I'm saying? Cassidy just be on and off sometimes. <laughs> but that's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that, but your laugh is sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Cassidy just be, you know, he Cassidy say something crazy and then we'll talk and then it'll be all good. Right. So, uh, but everybody, man, even AR Ab and them that's locked up, you know, I was cool with them. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't I ain't really got a problem with nobody, man. I'm good with everybody. There's a lot of artists too. I can't name all of them, but I'm good with everybody, man. Any any new artists on the horizon that we haven't heard of from Philly? He, he do the yeah. new artist of the week. I mean, what you do? Every yeah, week? give us a couple yeah. of them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, shout them out. Tim Santana. Uh, this is from Philly, or this is from all over? No, this is from Philly. All right, let's go stick with Philly because I know you be posting niggas from all over. I'll be watching. Yeah, Tim Santana. It's a girl named Rocky. It's a uh, kid named Zig Money. Mm. It's a kid named uh, what you want from me, Little Muck, uh, Mac and Cheese. Right. Um, man, we got a lot of young artists. Leaf we Ward. Got sh- we got a shout out, homie, rocking the Drink Champs shirt. K Walker. K Walker, yeah, I know K Walker. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. It's a, it's a lot, man. I might have missed a few. But we got a lot of up and coming youngins, man. So we check, we watching for them, North. And you got the mac and cheese clothing line. Absolutely, they my sons. Okay, mm. that's their real sons. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that was you and Wallow shit. No, uh, uh-uh, that's oh, my son. Oh, 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 let's promote that then, brother. Come yeah, on. that's they, that's their name, mac and cheese. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. They a got, lot of people think they got single about to come out in a week called Ignore. Wow, wow. And a lot of people don't know that, like, you know, Gilly a hood nigga, Gilly street, street, but Gilly also went to college. Absolutely. Tell niggas that, brother. Tell people. I played ball in college, you know what I'm saying? was pretty nice with it. And then, uh, unfortunately, I got uh, caught up in some street shit and got kicked out, But uh, and that's when I started rapping. Mm. And I seen you hitting the punching bag too. You thought you was nice with your shit too? Yeah, I was definitely nice. With <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I seen you get dead serious. I said, yeah, definitely was nice with my shit. You used to, use the box? A little something. Okay. I, you know, I trained my son and shit. You okay. know, both of my sons, you know, I, I make them out. They don't, they don't never got a box, but they got to learn how to fight. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I noticed that kids get a different type of confidence when they know they they know how to throw the man. Nice work. Yeah, absolutely. 
You remember meeting Mike Lighty the first time you were in Philly? Absolutely. That's my hand a day, man. Absolutely, man. Wait, what you said? What you said? It was called Susquehanna Day. It was a concert down there called okay. Susquehanna Day. Yep. Okay. And everybody was rapping, and then I walked up and yeah. started spitting for y'all. Absolutely. Shut the whole shit down. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, all right, so back then, New York, we was spitters, but we didn't spit all day. Like, we didn't, like, we didn't just rhyme all day. Like, right. Billy must have wanted to out, I guess they wanted to outdo us. Like every time I'll I rap y'all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it was just me or every New York artist. I believe it was every New York artist. That's something every to New prove. York artist that came there, Philly nigga wanted to get in the cypher with you. And it wasn't a battle, but they were trying to burn everything down. And I remember Gilly just walking in the in the, in the cypher and just, I kid you not, his word play. He tore like, and we didn't hear shit like that. We didn't hear like a ball come from here. And then you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And then you match that ball that was just the first ball that right. matched it with the six. We was like, oh, like we was right. fucked up. We, we got back in the van, headed back home. was like, yo, sign this nigga immediately. Right. And Mike Lighty got on the phone with Chris Lighty. And they was, I remember this was, this was, this was the, this was the whole thing they wanted to do. You know what I mean? Because you tore that motherfucking side. You remember that, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. And then Mike called me up to Def Jam. That's when I battled my son in Def Jam. I mean, t- t- tell me if this analogy is wrong for Philly rappers. I feel like it always sounds like the the MC is a boxer throwing punches. That's yeah. the way the rhyme sound coming out of it. His name, artist name Rocky, ain't Rocky Balboa from from Philly? Yeah, no, well, that's no. Well, I didn't even think about that part of it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a made up fucking movie, but yeah, if yeah. he was, was from real, he'd be from Philly. Okay. <laughs> But what were we saying before that? What were we saying? Um, about Mike Lighty. So yeah, yeah, Mike Son, the Mike Son battle. Yeah, Let, tell us what happened there, motherfucker. So, so uh, they called me up to Def Jam. I get in there, right. and uh, Mike is like, "Is Fendi in there?" And his franchise. This one, it was a group, Red Cafe. That was uh, Red Cafe, Gravy. And and Q. Q, Q. Right. So, Fendi was like, let me hear something. So, I start spitting. So, Fendi looking at me crazy. He said, let me hear something else. So, I spit again. So, he like, let me hear something else. Yo, was there a nigga named Daquan in the building with Fendi at that time? No. Because Daquan and Fendi, the two most corrupt niggas in New York City at the time. Continue. Let me tell you. Is you by yourself? No. Major figures? No, it was me and some just one of one of my homies. So as I'm in the middle of rapping, I think his name was Black. They used to be with my son, my sound manager back in the day. You remember Black? I think so. I think so. He's walking by the door. Fendi shut me up. Oh and screamed out. Best some money today. So black, like what? Fendi, like best some money today. I got, I got my man right here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so black, like all right, it's whatever. So my son walk up. <coughs> so black, like he want to best some money on, on my man right here. So my son look at me. He say some slick shit. I say some slick shit back. Or you got me fucked up. Or something like that, right? They like, oh, okay. Uh, As we go into the conference room, 
Jay and Dame get off the elevator. Oh. They crazy. Oh, oh, y'all gotta be the judges. Okay, we, we go on this bro. It's crazy. We battle. It's the best three rounds out of five. And Jay and Dame came in the room too? Yes, they were the judges, judges now. Wow. Right. Okay. I had a red iceberg sweat on. My sign go, then I go. Fendi say, that's one and nothing. My sign <laughs> go, I go. Fendi say, that's two to nothing. My sign <laughs> go, I go. Fendi say, give me my money. Give me my money. He say, it's the best three out of five. He say, he just won three in a row. Give me my money. <laughs> they look at JJ, say, yeah, money in the red sweater. He definitely won all three rounds, and that's how it went. Wow. Oh, Adrian North, you're right. Oh. And my son, my man, but I cooked his ass that day. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but shout out to my son. Let me I, let me defend my son while you're not here. I didn't see that battle, but I did see a battle. <laughs> When when uh, when Shine first got signed, we were all in Justin's. I remember Justin was on 23rd Street. I forget what avenue it was on, but it was across the street from Cheetahs. And I remember um, uh, um, Shine walked in, and it was like everyone wanted to meet Shine because this nigga just got you know this this million dollar deal and a million dollar publishing deal. So we walked over there, and I was a little saucy. And I started to rhyme, and then you know, Sean started to rhyme, and it wasn't a battle. But then my son walked over there, and my son just gave me the hood look like, nigga, you already nori, nigga, relax, let me take care of this. And my son won, yo, he uh, listen, trust me, I was there, trust me, I was in the hey, middle. Listen, that was the rap, yeah, yeah trust me, John. Yeah, he just that was the rap, yep, yep, trust me, I was there. Billy said that's what he was going up against, right? Yeah, yeah. oh, that's hard. That's I all. came out on duty, but I came right after Sean battle. Yeah, because that's all he was saying. He just beat Sean. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Wakata. And, and uh, six figures are major figures. Nigga major says major figures. figures. <laughs> You've been fucking up all Who said six figures over there? <laughs> Come on, I was waiting for the major figure shit later, my nigga. You gotta relax. <laughs> this nigga says six figures. This nigga, this nigga's name is Memphis Bleed. Yeah. I'm from Philly. <laughs> my bad. My Dominican nigga out here out of control. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, but let's take it back to the major figure days. How, how, how was that? A lot of, you know, it was good in the beginning when you ain't get no money. Then as soon as you get some money, you know, it's seven motherfuckers. It's seven egos, man. Right. Who you had? Ad Alive? Ad Live, Rolex. Okay. Philly Wu-Tang Clan. And Dutch and myself. Dutch and Spade. Wow. Spade home? Yes, sir. Okay. Big up the Spade. Big up the Dutch, man. Absolutely. Ja Rule came on the show and said that he had battled Dutch and Spade and he he, he cooked them. I can't lie to you, that nigga Dutch. Well, which one? Which which one was home? Dutch. Yeah. Oh, he went crazy, my nigga. But Ja Rule said he beat me in the battle, and you know Ja was just talking shit. I can't I can't lie to you. This nigga was on Twitter for six months straight, going <laughs> <laughs> going in. Yo, tell John what it. Tell John what. I'm like, yo, this is just this because that's this is the time when people didn't understand what podcast was. So they yeah. thought when Ja was just talking, he thought that 
job was disrespecting him when the job was just he was saying how he saw the story. You know what I'm right. saying? His perspective. Right. His perspective. Right. But boy, was was Dutch. He did not understand that. <laughs> he was on the internet going crazy. Now, that's my nigga. Like, you know, six I'm months, huh? Huh? Six <laughs> months. He was going crazy, though. He's going crazy. So my, it's my turn to do it because everyone thought we was filming in New York at first. You know what I mean? And they we still think that sometimes. We do. We, most of the time we travel, but, you know, I did. This, then right after that, we just stuck in Miami. So I was telling him to come to Miami and he, he just wasn't getting it at the time. But big up yeah. the Dutch, uh, big up the Spade, them dudes. Uh, uh, Charlie Baltimore as well. That isn't that another Philly, Philly people? Absolutely. Yeah, she's yeah, she's Philly, Philly as well. Yeah, yeah. Philly, Philly. Y'all got some, y'all got y'all got some people now. Absolutely. You know what it is? Y'all got what trumps it all. On no pun intended, is the Will Smith nigga. It's like nobody gonna catch that nigga. Right. <laughs> like like nobody gonna catch nobody. That. Like right. Nobody. For real, right? Uh, Jesse somebody, but it's nobody. Jesse still still reps. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, and and Will Will let uh, he he let, gave up his property. In, what is it? North side of Philly, about born and raised, or is it West side? Philly? <laughs> West side. West side. He, he ain't got no property out there no more, right? Nah. Like Philly, not a place that you get up and be like, I'm gonna go back, right? It's no. like you leave uh, it, it's gone forever. Right. You're going to fuck forever. <laughs> You get the fuck out of that joint. <laughs> 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 Anytime a motherfucker move and then move back to Philly, you know they busted in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> There's no debating it. And ain't the will. I don't even want to hear your story, dog. You're fucked up. Yo, if like, we'll, we'll get an apartment on South Street, you know it's over. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass... Every shot and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me 
was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Oh, you got to be living, like, downtown Santa City, like, in one of the... You know, they high rises might cost thirty five hundred or something, but right. Yeah, I mean, we we was we seen some nice shit when we was at the Roots picnic. If he got an yeah. apartment around the corner from Iskabibbles, it's over. Yeah, but listen, you you be living in this shit be damn near a million dollars, but it be in the hood. Mm, like right. you, a fucker get shot at the corner. Nah, yeah. Like that's that's the type of shit they building up these these luxurious and glorious fucking cribs, but. A block down, a motherfucker gets shot to he caught on fire. You know what the funniest shit about Philly and South Jersey niggas? Philly and South Jersey niggas would get on the run and switch towns. Like they're getting low. <laughs> and it's still a heat up. <laughs> a Philly nigga will get be on the run in South Jersey. It's, it's and a terrible. South Jersey nigga will be on the run in Philly and they get yeah. low. And I'll be like, my nigga. Hey, and them niggas 25 minutes away. Hold up, hold up. Real talk. <laughs> man, I was I just want to congratulate you though, my brother. You know what I mean? Appreciate you, man. Man, man, y'all guys are doing a wonderful job. Man, um shit. I I, I don't even know, man. I just want to just just keep bigging y'all up, man, because like I said, man, it's more than enough money for everybody to be out here. Absolutely. When 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 um when I like I, I say this a couple of times, when I was on the block, 
You know, there's people that have, you know, you know, better clientele than me. There's people that had better, you know, work than me. There's people that, you know, had a lot of other things that's better than me, but people ain't going to stay outside as long as me. As long right. as my packs that get off, I don't give a fuck what anybody do down the block, up the block, up the river, upstairs, downstairs, in between the stairs, or under the stairs. It doesn't Absolutely. matter to me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. As long Absolutely. As get, so, so what are you smoking right now? That, that, that look like a backup. You get a lot of money. You you smoking a bat? Okay, let's just let's, let's, I see you, your medical shit because I got a medical card too. Yeah, I'm smoking medical. It's definitely a backwood. Well, yeah, it's a backwood. Well, what what kind of bud is that? This is. It look like CBD right now, Gilly. No, this is uh, cherry diesel. <laughs> what? Cherry diesel. Dairy Diesel. I cherry, Cherry Diesel. That's hard. Dairy Diesel. Cherry, he said. Cherry, man. Oh, Cherry. I thought it said Dairy. I thought you had milk in it. I said, this nigga no, got milk in his weed. That's no. terrible. This nigga got milk in his weed. Dairy weed is who'd be terrible. Sour, this nigga said. What hey, Hey, listen though, Noy, I smoke that shit, bro. <laughs> I smoke that shit. Get your eyes a mini skirt, you hear me? <laughs> For real. You, ever, you ever thought that the most success you would got out of this would be through, you know, just talking? No. That's crazy, right? That's unfucking believable, man. All right. That's it's like that's to me, it's like. I get the, I got a platform where I could say whatever the fuck I want. Right. Speak your mind, yeah. I could just speak my mind. Right. With no restrictions. Right. This is this is beautiful, man. That's like the real American dream. That's the real American dream, man. When yeah. was the moment? Because you know, um, you know, what what with all due respect to everybody out there, there's so many people, like when me and EFN started to do this. And we was doing an interview on people. There's other people that I believe Joe Joe started before us. I believe Ice T even started before us. Ice T is one of the original. Ice T is the first one to do it. A rapper yeah. to do it. The first rapper to ever have a podcast. First rapper. First podcast ever, hip hop podcast, is Peter Rosenberg and Cypher Sound. And, and Chuck D, we can't discount him because he had internet radio, which is the, the I, I, I don't precursor. Count internet radio. I don't want to count internet. Nah, it's a precursor to podcast. Well, pre- I, I give you a precursor, but not podcast. But the first podcast were Cypher and Rosenberg. Um, hip hop podcast. One up, yeah. Yeah. Then the first artist, rapper artist to have a podcast was Ice T. Then I believe Joe, Joe Button. And then I believe Combat uh, Jack. Combat Jack, no, but that he wasn't a hit in the rapper. That's what I'm saying. No, like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm he, saying hip hop related. But hip hop, you're correct. You are totally correct. And there's also like, um, I think it's the real, um, um, it's the real. Uh, let's big up. What's the other the, the um, Combat Jack's boy? Um, I forgot his name. Damn. Premium Pete. Premium Pete. Yeah, because Premium oh. Pete would be mad as shit at me. But uh, big up Tax Stone. Absolutely, Tax absolutely yep. Tax Stone. So uh, I forgot the point I was trying to make. Um, but but what was oh, damn damn? What was the point I was trying to make? Yeah. Well, what? <laughs> what? Uh, first rapper to, be, to have a podcast. Yes, yeah, so, goddamn, I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. I'm high. I was trying to make a great point, but I totally forgot. And this crazy shit, I'm not drinking. This is, when, I'm, when I'm drinking, I go, I don't get, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, yeah, we're not really. I'm trying freestyle. Let me just see if I can go for it. Go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> or don't. <laughs> yeah, but just talking. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Lee. But just talk. so, um, 
so when was the moment that you actually think that you actually knew you had something? Like, because this is the point I was trying to make. After we were, after we did it and we had a couple, we had a success with it. A lot of people don't know we had did it for like eight months for free. We did it. Eight no, months. no, and remember, no, and you discounted what we was doing on SiriusXM too. Yeah, that's a, that's a totally okay. different. Thing. I don't think I'm that's different, it. man. It's I'm keeping it just podcast. I'm keeping it just podcast. It's tied in, bro. Right, right. Okay, all right, all right, cool. But when was the moment, Gilly, for you, when you, what episode? Was it an episode or was it while you recording it? Or was it the reaction that you said, yo, I got something and I'm going to stick with it? Well, I, I kind of knew that it was going to transform over from, from my Instagram because the, because of the, uh, you know, because of the hits that I get when I do my million dollars worth of game shit. Right. But when we dropped the first episode, and that motherfucker went up to number two in the world behind Joe Rogan shit. Mm, on that. That's huge. I was like, oh shit. Right. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like, god damn, we number two in the fucking world right now behind Joe Rogan. And you know, at the time, you don't even I don't even really know what the fuck it, that this means. is on Apple on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, this, on yeah. Apple Podcasts. I don't really even know what that means, but I'm like, God damn, though, we number two. Right. Like shit. You know, I don't even know how powerful Joe Rogan is and you just you know it's now. Crazy. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So right then and there, I felt like, okay, we got something. Right. You know what I mean? And then the numbers that we would put out the the audio and the video the same day, and still be still be charting. You know what I'm saying? So for us, it was like then we had sponsors and shit. You know what I'm saying? As an independent, we had sponsors because we was able to take our numbers and say, "Look, look how many downloads." Yeah, you're showing the data. Right. Man. Look. Look. Look how many your bar stool deal. Your bar stool deal is audio and video. Yeah, well, our bar stool deal is a partnership. Okay, but is it audio and, and, and video? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, absolutely. Now, now let, let me ask you something. Now that you know, because like you said before, you didn't really know. You was giving it away for free on Instagram. Now that you know, are you trying to pay attention to the landscape of the business? To know what you sh- what you're worth because it's constantly changing what we're all worth. Absolutely, every fucking day it just yeah. changes. Other goddamn day. That's what I'm saying. Like this Joe Rogan deal, I want everybody to understand. Like it changes everything for all of us. Everything, you know. But at the end of the day, man, I want to shout out Erica, man, and Dave over at Barstool, man, because because they got behind y'all. And, well, it was a lot of companies that was trying to get behind us, but you, but. The way that they came was different, you know what I mean, right. and and we we really appreciated them for that. They wasn't trying to change it. no content, wasn't you know what I'm saying? Wasn't really just trying to just come and take over some shit that we built from the ground up. They they understood our views, man. So for any any young podcasters out there who who you need a platform and you're doing your thing, man, make sure you you look at Barstool, man. Okay. Absolutely. Well, we ain't know all that. Well, now we know, motherfucker. <laughs> so what's next? What's next? You trying to get into acting? What you doing? Well, you know, I got a movie coming out, uh, a comedy and shit, in okay. September um, called Grey's Ave, but we about to start shooting a TV show. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be super crazy. What's Gray's <laughs> Ave? That's about a place in Philadelphia? Yeah, it's a street in Philly. Okay. That's yeah. where it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is filmed at? Uh, no, I don't think it was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with that show. That show was never filmed in Philadelphia, though, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. I could tell. Danny DeVito, you ever watched that show? Nah, I know what you're talking about, but I ain't no big fan of this. Yeah, that's just kind of funny, man. Yeah, yeah, I fuck with it. I fuck with it. But it wasn't in Philly. <laughs> what, you nice as hell? Yeah, he is. Yeah, all right. So, um, yeah, we can put him in. What up, Nori? <laughs> oh, what's up? What's up, D? What's going you know, on? What up, fam? I feel like I'm, I'm feel like I'm gifted. I'm in club quarantine right now. Club quarantine just came oh, to us. Shit. We we honored right now. Yo, I'm honored in club quarantine, bro. I feel cheated right now. I don't I don't get the full on drink champ experience. Yo. No, no. Nah, first no, off, I, I told you this is not official. This is just a prelude to a real drink champ. And you too, Gilly. You too. Um, 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 um we are gonna get y'all in, in, in real time. Gilly, what's up, what's up legend? What's up, just, man? Let me just say something. Me and Fat Joe was having a talk off air, and we were saying that there's any DJ that like we wanted to make like a million dollars one show, like a million dollars just every time he comes out one show. And we was like, if there's one person that deserves that, that's motherfucking D motherfucking nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. The, the numbers did go up, though. I'm not even gonna lie. Cheers. Goddamn God it! I see you sponsored by Coca Cola and Budweiser the same day. I respect <laughs> that. Goddamn it! <laughs> so, so a lot of people don't know, right, D? Let's take it from the beginning. Like you, one of my favorite records in hip hop. I don't know. I, I know you probably tired of this goddamn story every time I tell you that. Every time I see you, but did you produce my My name is D Nice. Was you? Yeah. You produced that? Yo. Produced it and he rhymed on it. Yes. It crazy. So, so let's take it from there to self-destruction, right? Just being a part of that movement from then. What what, what was it like? Well, I produced that record too. That's my wait, wait, wait. Well. You produced self-destruction? Uh, yeah, I produced self-destruction when I was 18. So yeah. Holy oh, shit. I didn't, I didn't awesome. know that. And that's one of my favorite records too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how I ended up rapping on the song because that's I was the first record I knew all the lyrics because it was on the back of the vinyl. Yep, yep, yep. Yo. Yeah, I did that. I wasn't supposed to produce that record. It 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 happened because um well really I was the young kid, you know what I mean? Like the bomb squad, like you know, Dougie, even though Dougie's my man, Dougie's my bro for life, but they really wanted the bomb squad to produce it. But KRS fought for me that um, KRS and a woman named Ann Carly who worked at Jive Records was like, no, the whole point of this is like, hey, let me stop having, like the, young, the bomb mm-hmm. squad is the people who produce Ice Cube. Public, right? That's Public right? Enemy. Yeah, Public, public Enemy. Public public enemy. That's yeah. Public Enemy's team. Yeah. Cool, go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but they, they trusted me with that. So even on the chorus, like that's me and like two of my friends, these two young ladies from back in the day, you know, I did the track. It was my whole concept to like I arranged everything. I, Yo, that's you know, crazy, man. Yeah, I was I was eighteen, man. Wow. Yeah, wow. I was a young kid, a young kid doing it, and then um. I mean, how, I, how did you? How as a, as an eighteen year old, you you was already BDP from before that. Yes, I was. So a part how, of, how old did you get into into BDP? At fifteen. Wow. Yeah. And you yeah. was DJing for Chris. No, 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 no. I didn't even have a role when I... So here's the story. So, there's Kenny Parker. Yeah, tell us everything. No, I, didn't meet, I didn't meet Kenny until years later. He was Kenny wasn't initially in the group. Kenny was in the group 
He was more like the BDP crew, not the, not a part of like Boogie Down Productions. BD, right. Boogie Down Productions was me, Karis One, and Scott LaRock. Really, okay. Scott LaRock, Karis One, and myself. So they had it before I was involved. And um, Karis lived in the men's shelter in the Bronx, and Scott worked there. And um, my cousin was a security guard. So I brought my cousin some food, and then he um, he was like, yo, I want to introduce you to somebody. And then he took me into uh, Scott's office, introduced me to Scott, and then Scott eventually introduced me to KRS, who lived there. Um, and that's, you know, literally, like, in that moment, that's how I got down with the group. Like, there was no, I didn't do all of the battle shit that KRS was doing, like, nothing. Scott just looked at me and was like, yo, I want you to be down with my group. Literally like that. And so, you a kid, because they were already older. Hmm? They were, like, 23, 24. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, no, it was, you know, Dave, the funny thing is I was telling um, Chappelle this story, and he was like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like he just stunned out on us. I like how he just falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just told Chappelle this story. Can continue, continue. <laughs> nah, it's just, it's just, I wanted to share the way his mind works, right? So I was like, yeah, Dave, you know, he asked me how to, how to meet Scott and Chris. I told him, I was like, yo, I was I cooked my cousin some food, and I walked, because they, they uh, the shelter was on the, on the east side. I lived on the west side of the Bronx. And, we, you know, there were no Ubers and shit like that back then. And, and you know, I was mad, bro. Was it OJs back then? Yeah, OJs, but I didn't have OJ money, though. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get an OJ now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yo, so I walked, like, three miles. And then Dave, Dave stopped me. He was like, yo, you walked three miles from your house with food to feed your future. Like, that's some deep shit. Because that's literally what happened. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you you grew up ramen and all of that shit. I wasn't ramen. I walked into the situation mm-hmm. where it was like, yo, I want you to be a part of this. So, yeah, that's that's a yeah, Skylar Rock story, man. So I was just looking at um, Gilly, right? And me and him both have a similar story, meaning, you know, we both started out rapping and then, you know, we wound up doing this other career. You got like three or four, like... The like I think you came, you started out producing, start then you rapping, or you was rapping and producing pretty much the same time. Then you had this whole photography. You got this whole yeah, like world renowned photography. I know I'm skipping. I know I'm <laughs> skipping. I'm skipping and I'm bouncing around. But I remember at one point, like I wanted you to film my album cover. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You were one of the first dudes, though. That's the funny part. I got it. Okay, so here's the thing about photography. So before photography, I've I've always loved photography, but I wasn't photographing anyone. I just had a love of photography, and uh, because I met Gordon Parks and he photographed me, they did this whole great day in Harlem with all of the all of the old school hip hop dudes for Double XL magazine. Right. So like me watching him was like watching this older man at the time. He was probably like you know in his like late seventies still passionate about what he was doing. He was still, you know, his hands were shaking, but he was still shooting. Somebody was loading the right. film back. Right. And I was like, damn, that's, I want that kind of life, though. You know, like, when I'm older, I can still do what I love. And um, and, uh, and, and so, so, but before photography, I, I started a web development company. Mm. That's how I actually met you. I was doing, um, I built the Violator website. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I built the Violator website. Chris, Chris was always like, because I still wanted to rap, but Chris was like, yo, bro, you're, you're, you're better than that. Like, yo, you know, you don't really need to shop demos. You're a smart dude. Like, you can figure this out. So Chris Lighty was, like, always supporting me with all of these other new ventures that I was getting into. So when I started building websites, he was like, yo, build a, build a violator site for me. Then he would, he, you know, he had me doing, like, the online marketing for the G-Institute. Uh-huh. Then um, then uh, I shot I shot uh, 50s... Um, 
um, one of his um, Reebok campaigns. Mm. Um, and that, that came about because I went to Chris's wedding when he got married, when he was married to Vizcaya. I was there and I, I really didn't have a like, you know, I, I wasn't making paper like that. So instead of like buying a gift, because this nigga was like registered at like ABC Carpets, ridiculously <laughs> priced, I walked in there, all that was left on the registry was like, this is $9,000. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, D, 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 real quick though, because I don't want I, I want to catch something real quick, like a gem in this is that you was you was already emceeing, you was already producing, you yeah. was down with the legendary crew BDP, down with Violator. Most like I think like was it hard for you to 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 go and like venture off and do like web design this and that because I think most people that that are that already were rapping, they're celebrities, they're MCs, they they don't see themselves doing these different things like that, that are behind the scenes. Like, so, was it, was it difficult for you or was it like, nah, this is natural to me. What, what, what the best, the best part of the story that I left out is that I was considered old school. And when, when I was, you was like young still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was considered an old school rapper and they weren't, they didn't have any old school shows back then. So it wasn't like, like now you can do the masters of the mic or any of that kind of shit, right. you know, but stop me then it's like, let me stop. D, let me stop you for one second. Yep. I'm considered an old school rapper, right? And Kanye West and Rick Ross and Pusha T is all older than me. How about yeah. that? How you like those apples? That's How crazy. You like those apples because Jay is older. They're all than me. older than me, but I'm considered the old school guy. You know, Good. Jay is older than me. Puff is <laughs> older than me, and I'm like these niggas are still doing it. But I'm old school. I've been old school since exactly. I was 22. You know that was shit though. That was some that was a that was some rough shit though, man. Like to be considered old school when when you know when this shit stopped and nobody was clapping, it's like yo, how do you you know move on with your life? You know, obviously we we weren't papered up like the way you make money now. You know what I'm saying? Like shit, right. back in '92, my max shows I was getting like five grand a night. You know what I'm saying? Like, like and, you know, I mean, you do the math on that. That shit ain't gonna last that long. Um, so for like seven years, I really didn't have nothing, no money, nothing, you know, thank God my, 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 you know, then wife at the time, you know, she worked and uh, I was still able to not have the passion leave, you know, like I, I knew I was going to be on to something, but you know, you, it takes a strong, per- strong partner to be with you to understand that. Right. Um, you know, so for like seven years I had nothing, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to figure it out. I fell into web development because I just love it's some fucking crazy shit. So when I wasn't rapping and I was trying to figure out life, I would always be on my computer building like bulletin boards when they just had AOL. So I was young, just taking the computer apart, building it. And um, so I always had like, you know, this, this passion for like anything creative. So, you know, years later, you know, like fast forward to like 1998, my old manager started a web development company, but he couldn't get work. I was connected because I, I had records out, you know what I mean? And like, right. cool, like, all right, let me try to help you guys get some work, but I want a piece of the company and they didn't want to give me a piece of the company. Like, and I was, I mean, I pulled in Elias site, like we were just building these sites for like quarter of a million dollars. And every month I was making like, you know, $750 a month, you know what I'm saying? Like while the company is generating all this money. Wow. But the thing that I did was I used to just sit over the shoulders of like some of the programmers and just watch. And I I decided to just leave and start my own company. So that's how Chris and I became super cool because Mm. when I started making money, you know, I was building these websites, $100,000 a site at the time, you know, I wanted to revisit my rap career. 
And Chris was like, yo, you got something good going on. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the, the, the story is, I, I really wasn't trying to hear Chris telling me that. So I bought a car, drove to North Carolina to see my grandmother, but I detoured. And you went with the Big Daddy, Daddy Kane. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. <laughs> the funniest shit ever. That, nothing Chris said to me resonated. It was what Kane said to me. Kane was like, you know, I stopped by his house and I was like, yo, I hadn't seen Kane in like damn near a decade. Like, yo, B, like, yo, I want to make music again. And Kane looked at me. He was like, yo, look at you, man. You're doing well. He was like, me, all I can do is rap. He was like, I can't get a job at McDonald's and have some little kid rolling up on me like, yo, let me get a burger and some fries and no half stepping with that. R-A-W. Make sure it's not R-A-W. <laughs> that was like the realest shit that anyone has ever said to me. And I was like, you know what, bro? Let me just live in this moment that I have right now. You know, I got something cool happening and then I just got deeper into it and like, Chris was always there, bro. And, you know, not to make the conversation about Chris, but like, uh, it's all good. It was, it was like those important moments in my career that happened where it wasn't just about me. Like, you know, where I got like in terms of like DJing online, like that shit was thirty-five years of like history to get to that point. Right. That shit, just, it wasn't gonna just happen for anybody. People were DJing online anyway, mm-hmm. but it wasn't gonna happen for anyone the way it happened for me that night because. Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, because I don't want to get there yet. I want to know some black people. You know, I can talk all day about this shit. Yeah, now, Gilly, Gilly, when you started doing the podcast thing, did you feel like that, too? Like, it was it something that you wanted to um, hold on to, like, the rapping part of you? And did you feel like this, this, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes you say, you know, because, you know, we got a, now we got a marketing platform. Right. You feel what I'm saying? I got, I got the podcast, I got... They got over a million plus followers. So uh, a part of you say, "Uh, Mm -hmm. let me cook something up and throw it out. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, another part of you enjoy what you do as a podcaster. So you have somebody tell you like how like um, Kane told him to chill on the rapping. Has anybody ever told you that yet? No, because because see, I just like I just went up on Sway. He put me on Front Street and, you know. Oh, you smoked about, it there? About 1,400 people reposted that motherfucker. So, okay. <laughs> so and, and let me know I'm still talking what they want to hear. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. So now, 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 D-Nice, last time I seen you, I believe it was in Malibu. Nobu. Nobu, Nobu. And it was yep. with our brother, Sha Kim. Yep, yep. Now, what's your relationship with Sha Kim? So Shaquem and I and, and Dana, Queen Latifah, we've been friends. Well, you know, Shaquem and Dana obviously are family and friends. You know, they've been together. Right, you got to call mm-hmm. Queen Latifah for our fans. All right, so oh, Queen Latifah and Shaquem. Everybody not rich like that, man. Everybody don't know <laughs> Queen Latifah and Dana. <laughs> so, so now nah, I've been friends with them since roughly around like 1987, 88. Around 88. Um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, we moved like when I got my first real crib in Jersey. You know, me, Shad, Dana, and I'm sorry, me, Shad, Queen Latifah <laughs> lived in the same building in Jersey City. Wow. Like, yo, if one of us were like out doing shows, you know, the other person would pay like the other person's rent, just give it back when we see like, so, you know, my old, like when I started my management company back when I was still rapping, like my offices were in the flavor unit offices. So wow. Kim is just my guy, you know, like talking three decades of friendship and, and never had an argument. You know what I mean? Like, it's like some real... 
Yeah, yeah, he's a solid dude. And so, so is Dana, man. And Latifah, yes. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if people be like, they, when they talk about LL, they be like, Todd. I be like, yo, man, I can never call LL Todd. <laughs> like, listen, I'm from Queens, born and raised. That man is LL Cool J. <laughs> yo, he can tell me his name is Todd. He can tell me his name is James and tell me call that. And I'm like, yo, LL, my Queensness will not let me call you anything <laughs> other than. You said, yo, I'm still calling him LL. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, he's been trying to like personalize our relationship. I said, I'm sorry, LL. I got to keep addressing you as LL, motherfucking Cool J. I love but, you. Mm-hmm. I love L, man. He's, he's a, yeah, he's a solid dude, bro. Right. Solid dude, man. So, and I'm not from Queens, man. I, I just love L. We know, we, 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 we know you're from the BX. We know. So, uh, now, all right, boom. Quarantine happens, right? Everyone, you know, us as black people, we all laughed at first when the coronavirus hit. Everyone had, I drink corona. You know what I'm saying? Everyone was like, I don't know people, I'm from corona. People that's from corona was like, I'm from corona. I can't get corona. And then this this, this pandemic, the pandemic happens, boom. And everybody starts seeing these bodies drop and people are taking it serious. Everybody is actually home. What makes you say, what makes you say, yo, listen, I'm going to start playing this music and I'm going to play it for the world. Because I believe the first night you did, it was like 250 people, right? It was a little under 200, yes. Okay. Like 200 people. And then the second night was like 20,000. Something like that. No, no. Nah, the second night it was like 2,000. Uh, the 2, third day, yeah, yeah. The wow. third day it hit like 8,000. <gasps> then that Friday, the Friday it hit like 25,000 people in there. And then it was that Saturday when it went crazy, it, you know. If, if, even though it showed like 100,000 people consistently in there, as you know, like no one is holding their phone for hours like that. So right. when they did the numbers, it was like millions of people that, that were in there wow. during, during that entire time. And that, you know, that was like the first time that anything like that has ever happened. And, and you know, it's, I mean, you know, people are like, everyone's using IG Live now. So those numbers are like kind of small now. You think like 100,000 is small compared to like what Versus is doing or, or, or Tory Lanez. But it just felt good to be like the first person to do something like that. It's the, the first person to crack it open. Yeah. So didn't, it, it, didn't it, it's that one night, right? It's everything was building up. And I'm talking about, I kid you not, my text messages... My, my Twitter, everybody's like, yo, yo, you going to the D-Nice party? And it was just hilarious because everyone was like, everyone was really like, but then it's that one night, it's that I think it's the one night where Oprah was there, Joe Biden was there, um, uh, the Obamas was there. Um, like, yeah. first of all, how does it feel? Like, because that's like packing four football stadiums, right? Yeah. Having, having 100,000 people there and they're really there, like, just with that. Like, even with Versus, with all, all due respect, Versus is, is, is about competition. Even Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is, you know, he's being funny, he's being great, and but it's, it's still sexual. So some people are there to see that type of... People are just there to see D-Nice change his hat <laughs> and play music and change his glasses here and there. change it right now. As you were saying, as you were saying, I get a bottle of Ducé. Yo, what's crazy about it to me, man, is that, yo, for all the years of DJing, it was about serving other people. I was DJing your party. 
Right. I was DJing, you know, the Obama's inaugural ball, or I would fly to their house and play an event for them, or. Wait, don't say, was, say that again, man, because you can't say that lightly. You was DJing Obama's inaugural ball. Yes, I DJed the inaugural ball. <laughs> That's that why it went right over my head. That went right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, that's why I said, like, what happened that day could not, it couldn't have been anyone else, man, because it was, it was years of service of, like, that's what I do. Like, I never, you don't, I don't knock what anyone's doing, man. Like, I've always just been the low-key dude. I don't like red carpets. I go to do my job, and then I'm good. Oh, I hate red carpets. I hate red carpets. I'm with you. And, and D, real quick, again, I just feel like. The humility and what you've been doing forever, which a lot of DJs do as well, and, and, and I've seen you over the years. You've done stuff for big brands, and you've done all these like like different things. I feel like it, it was a lead up because you've been doing ill yeah. private parties, ill exclusive things, ill brand parties, and that's what like the lead up was to like consolidating all that stuff you've been doing. Yes, yes. And, I've, and what I thought was super dope is that I felt like it represented the role that DJs have kind of not lost for ourselves, but that the, the, the culture kind of hasn't seen us in that role. And you exemplified that role for us as DJs. It's especially as hip hop DJs, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, because EDM DJs have been getting it, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, no, hip hop DJs specifically. Yeah. But like, really, like hip hop DJs, just imagining yourself being great. Like, you know, like all of the lessons, that's the funny part. All of the lessons that I learned along the way, that I thought was like irritating to me, like, you know, like, I mean, this is no disrespect and this is not about any one particular DJ, but there are like iconic DJs that when I returned to the scene where I wanted to open up for them, like New York DJs and, and their team was like, nah, you're old school. So wow. I had to go, I had to go the straight wow. white boy route. You wow. know what I mean, like, because my hip hop DJs weren't really like rocking with me. Like wow. I went to like small spots in New York and I was getting like $150 a night to rock for six hours. And I didn't care because I was like, yo, I was doing my web development shit. And I just wanted an opportunity to play music. And when they embraced me in that on that side, I was like, oh, this is the music that I actually grew up playing anyway. Like, if you were watching videos in the 80s waiting for Run DMC or Michael Jackson or anything urban, you had to watch that. You had to watch all that shit. You was a DJ back then with a BDP? Not party DJ. No, I was KRS's DJ. Um, but not yeah. I was never a party DJ. I, I was never doing what I do now. Right. The shit that I, that I do now, I learned how to do it in, in a, around around 2003. 2005 is really when I found my footing. So around 2003, I, I started to like study DJs. Like I knew I was never going to be the ill turntablist. That wasn't my. That wasn't me. Like I'm an uptown dude. I'm really I'm from Harlem. I was born in Harlem Hospital. I lived my formative years in the Bronx when they started making music. But I'm a Harlem dude. Like I'm a Harlem uptown. Like everybody's fly. You want to just play the, the fly shit? Like I wanted that. I wanted to play Rising to the Top and mix it and like Brucey B and all of that. So I didn't want to be like Scratch or Clark Ken or I mean actually Clark Clark gets busy. I mean they all get busy anyway. But like. Clock blends a lot, um, scratch blends a lot too, but I didn't want to be the turntables dudes. I just wanted to be playing that sexy shit, you know? So you want I, some smooth ass, you just want a smooth set. <laughs> yes. And, and I started studying like house music DJs. I went, I would go to like you know, um, little Louis Vegas party at Seattle every Wednesday and just sit there and watch him and watch. I would just watch the crowd. You know, I'm not a dancer. I would just go 
play the wall, watch, and I'm like, holy shit, okay, I see it. And that's how I really got my whole my whole thing going. Is and you know, and then it and then it kind of circled back to like hip hop. But luckily for me, man, I was able to like I broke through all of this shit that people are having a hard time breaking through in terms of like private events because I'd already established myself in that world. You know, I, I already established myself in that world because I was doing those events that like most most hip hop DJs didn't want to do. They didn't understand the music. They didn't understand like one of the things that happened that night was remember Kenny Rogers had passed that week. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just started blending Kenny Roger records. You know what I'm saying? Because I had the choice. It's like this is what we grew up listening crazy, to. Crazy. Crazy. You know, like and, and that was people wrote about that. Like, yo, he played everything. And right. it feels you can tell that I love the music by the way that I play it. It all feels natural. It's not, it's not, I mean, you DJ, bro, it's not even based on like any specific genre. It's like a feeling that that you evoke when you blend these records. So it's just beautiful to see that during this during this crazy time. EFN. EFN only plays what he wants. Yeah. I don't know if he caters to the crowd at all. <laughs> you gotta relax. <laughs> That's why I got, going, I got my vinyl right over here. Look, he got his vinyl. Look, yo, but he's he he caters to himself, which is dope though. That's originally what DJs used to do too. But then you had to so let me ask you something. Is there pressure like when you know him? that these people are not only in the room, they're commenting, you know, from the Joe Bidens to the Michelle Obamas. Is there something that you, like when you know somebody walks in the building, are you saying to myself, let me play, let me play this for Michelle. XYZ to get them hype. Because I played them before, or Oprah's in here. Like, Oprah, you had, listen, let me just explain something to you. You had Oprah, N-O-R-E, Joe Biden, and the same. I will never be in a party with with Donald Obama. I will never be in the party. I will never be in the same party. The thugs and the politicians were all in. The reason I'm smoking. I'm feeling great. Like yo, like so. Is it a certain pressure that you got when you know certain people is in the building, or it's just like it, 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 it fuels you up? No, nah, it fuels me up. Like I. So if you ever watch like people DJ on IG, like even like right now, they don't engage with like the people that are in the room. They usually just playing music. They're not really paying attention. to. Sometimes they'll look at the comments, but then they just go back to playing. My thing was I wanted the average person that's listening to feel just as important as Michelle Obama. Because that's the only chance that you're probably going to get to like really, not you, but like the average person is going to really get to be in this, to be like, yo, I was in the same party as, as this person. And that's what they saying. Right. Yeah. And that's, and so it was like, I just started doing these shout outs. Right. I never talked this much. First of all, I don't even like talking on the mic. Right. In my regular parties, no, it was about the music. But I started talking. You know what it reminded me of? The old school Harlem parties, the paid and four parties. Like when somebody walked in the building and when you said their name, people were getting texts. People were like, like it was, it, it, that's what it reminded me of. Sorry to cut you off. And that's actually how people feel about that shit too. Exactly. Like, right. they, they come in there, I'll start, I'll just shout them out. And then it's like, they end up staying. You know, and I see <laughs> the same names every day. You're like, bro, when I saw it online, not about the celebrities. Like, I do see a lot of celebs. Like, Mariah's in there almost every day. And, like, yeah. Bobby Flay. Like, it'd be, like, the most random. <laughs> I, did a, I did a set earlier. It was, like, Dahlia was in there. Uh, um, Dolly Wahlberg. You got the eclectic Moore, crew. Stephanie Mills. It's just, like, all over the place, man. Ari Lennox. Like, yeah, you know. But it's, it's just dope to be. First of all, I turn 50 next month, right? You know what I'm saying? And, like, right. God bless. Make some noise for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Cheers to that, because that shit was looking scary. 
That shit was looking scary. I was like, I don't want to be in the club at 50. <laughs> hey, but you making the club at 50. Let's do it. I'm making the club at 50. <laughs> Hold on one second. Go ahead. Y'all, y'all keep going. Let me wash my hands. Yo, let me ask you something, D. Like, this is something that we really, me and my boys were talking about, and I want you to be honest about this. Right when it, when it really took off, the club quarantine stuff, it felt like there was almost a pressure for you to continue it. And the subsequent, like, days that you started doing Yo, yo. Can you hear me? Yeah, like we were worried about your oh, health. Yeah. You, cut, you cut out for a minute. What did you say? What was the question? Like we were saying, we was worried about your health. We thought that, that maybe there was a pressure for you to, to, to continually do this every night. And me and my, my peoples, we were talking about like, yo, man, I hope D doesn't feel like he has to do this. You know, like, like it's, it might be too much, you know? Yeah, it wasn't about the people, though. That's what I want to say. I want to remind people that going on every day, it ended up becoming about people, about, like, knowing that the music is healing. And in particular, like, in that, my IG Live, for some reason, the conversation is just different and it's full of love. So, yes, I enjoy it. But in the beginning, dude, the way people felt and the way they enjoyed the music was the same way that I felt when I played the music. It, It felt like it was healing me. Because I've been here by myself, you know what I mean? Like, I'm home alone. I don't have any family in L.A. I mean, I have close friends here, but, like, my kids are in, in Michigan and my oldest daughter's in Penn State Law School. And, and, you know, my mom is in New York. You know, I'm single. Like, yo, I'm home with nothing. And that shit was like, yo, the music and going on was saving me from, you know, I don't want to say depression, just, you know, out of respect for people that actually battle with depression. But, like, yeah, like, the shit was heavy, though. But you know, it was, it was a minor version of depression happening. happening yeah. you, yeah. you know, like it's um, just imagine this, bro. Like, OK, you guys have you got the show, you got the podcast, you got, you know, what I'm saying you got the TV show, you got all this stuff going on. Right. But for like a DJ, all you have, your show is still going on right now before DJ. And, you know, you have no shows. There's no income. Yeah, coming. They lost everything. Lost everything. So I'm sitting here like, yeah, I did very well. You know, I don't know. I did, I, 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 you know, I did very well, you know, where I invested, but like all my investments were going down, which they'll probably bounce back, but the market was bad. You know, it's scary watching, times. Yeah. All of the festivals were being canceled. So I had, I had Miami Music Week. I had Ultra, I mean, uh, not Ultra, um, uh, South by Southwest. I had, yeah. uh, you know, ACL, or, you know, Essence Festival so playing the main stage. Everything, BT Awards, every gig was just being canceled left and right. So then I wasn't with my family. So just imagine, I, I you know, I did 400,000 miles, flight miles last year. I was on the plane like every other day, either going to see my kids or going to a gig. And I did a lot of gigs last year. Wow. Now I'm stuck at home and I don't even recognize home because I never really made it home because I was always gone. So I, I didn't make my place home. I'm not with my kids. I'm single. My gigs are being canceled. I don't know when we're going to go back to work. I did well, but not, not well enough to be sitting and, like, paying bills for a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yo, like, this was, like, some crazy. And then I was turning 50. I'm like, yo, I don't want to be 50. <laughs> My investments are bad right now. All of the gigs are canceled. That's why I sat in this very spot where I'm sitting right now. This is where it all began, right here. That's, I, I was in the room. I was in my bedroom. And I was frustrated. I was like, yo. Oh, and, and on top of it, I was being fucking audited for like some dumb shit that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like wow. over, you know, so it was like the pressure of all of that. And 
And in one moment, I felt like like the universe was just saying, like, be still. Like, I literally heard, yo, you just need to be still. And to DJ, that's what they said, pull out your equipment and No, nah, I just, it just, it said to be still. That was it. Like, and I got up and I sat right here. Still, like, like right? Yeah. Now, it wasn't, I wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to DJ online. The funny thing is I didn't even want to DJ. Mm. I sat here just because I wanted to sign in the IG Live and play a couple of songs and I wanted to interview. I really wanted to do what you guys are doing. Wow. I wanted to interview artists. Wow. I had this uh, interview series wow. back in the day called True Hip Hop Stories. So I was, you Yeah, know, I remember those. Yeah, I was telling my buddies in the cigar bar the night of the quarantine. I was like, you know what? We're all trying to figure out what the plan was. Like, well, how are we going to spend this? what we thought was going to be two weeks? And I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go into to this, this uh, IG Live section of Instagram and like invite my friends in and just and interview them. That's all I wanted to do. So I was just playing songs and just telling stories about like, you know, I remember being in a party and Brucey B played this and hitting like, you know, that's all I was doing. I, I, nothing hooked up, no turntables, nothing. I didn't even have turntables here. I mean, I have them in my closet, but they weren't hooked up. My mixer's old, SM57 doesn't work with the new software. I, you know, I never had that shit hooked up at all. I seen the picture you posted of, of behind the scenes showing the rig the way you had set it up. Yeah, and I still have it all crazy looking too. I refuse to like change anything because I like the, <laughs> I just like the I like the story aspect of it. Like I'm put this shit together with everything that's around here, like my favorite books and Will Smith sent me water the first night. I oh, used water. water. Give me, give me, give me show some water too. Hold on, I got Will sent you water. <laughs> I use all those boxes to, to elevate my speakers. I'm like, yo, I keep mm. my real simple, bro. But, yeah. uh, nah, man, you know, like sitting here was, it was therapeutic though, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like playing that music, playing music that, the, you know, who told me to actually DJ was Clark Kent because I called Clark. Clark was in there every day. Black Thought was in there every day. You know, like, Bum B was in there every day. You know, in the beginning, before it became a thing. And I called Clark, and I was like, yo, I don't know what this is, bro, but this shit feels good. He was like, yo, you know what you need to do? I was like, what? He was like, you should actually start DJing. But what I didn't know was you weren't supposed to do. I mean, actually, I knew it, but I didn't think they were going to let me play music like that. And, um... You know, by the grace of God, you was copyright shit, right? You was just playing records. I was, I was just playing songs, but they weren't flagging me. So, right. Okay, all right, damn. All right, this is where you messing me up now. So, so you could playing songs is is it the same thing as DJ? No. Oh. No, I was playing songs from my computer from iTunes. Yeah, he was just playing them. But oh, so when I play songs from my iTunes, I'm not a DJ at all. That's what you're telling yeah. me. When I just do that, I <laughs> no, no, he, he just wasn't mixing. He was just I playing records. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't mixing. Okay. All right. So yeah, then I wasn't mixing at all. So you brought like, a mixer? I was just playing songs. And then uh, the funny thing, man, that day when the quarantine, when they was going on full lockdown, I don't. I was just like, yo, I tried like using my turntables. The mixer didn't work. And then Clark was like, yo, my guy will just send you whatever you need for free. But I, I was like, yo, I don't. I think I'm just going to go buy something because there was no telling how long it was going to take. And I had the spirit of like, I really need to DJ right now. Mm-hmm. And I just, so, uh, you had a sense of urgency at that point. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. It just felt right. And that was that yeah. night. That was the first big night. That's when that Friday night, 
when it was like twenty, it was like twenty five thousand people in there. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this becoming? Like Drake popped in. I didn't even know he was following me. J Lo, everybody just kept popping in there. <clears throat> and then that next day, that's when that shit was like, that shit was magical, bro. Like I was literally calling people. I was calling. I was calling everyone. Like yo, Joe Biden's <laughs> campaign manager. Like yo, but D, do you think you you underestimated your legend, bro? I don't think I ever looked at myself that way. So I guess I did underestimate. Because we all look at you that way. I never looked at it that way. I always looked at it like, yo, I'm, I'm, you know, what we do. Look, man, the legend in my crew, just imagine this. I had to live in the shadow of one of the greatest MPs ever. KRS? Chris? Yeah. (laughs) I had to live in the shadow of KRS my entire career. That's real. So I never looked at it more than like, yo, than what it was for me at the time of like this constant struggle to not ever be looked at as just the dude that was in the shadow of KRS. So I never allowed myself to get comfortable with anything. It was just like, no, I got to keep going. I got to keep doing. Like now I know I'm in the shadow of no one. Mm-hmm. Like I know that for Absolutely. sure. Like, and that that's probably the best feeling that I have of all of this, that one, I hope like my crew me, you know, in particular, BDP crew, like everyone. I mean, I still, I still talk to Chris every now and then. Not, not on the occasional side, but like, like I hope they feel a sense of like pride when it comes to this. Like, yeah, no, they I'm do. sure they do, man. They do. You know what I mean? Like, we're all from. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. 
Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Me knowing you, I, I felt a sense of pride. I remember the first couple of days when it first started um, happening, and I started tuning in. And, you know, um, my wife, my wife, her friends start hitting hitting her and telling her, Joe, you, are you watching what, what D-Nice is doing? And it just was a triple effect. I mean, I mean, as an outsider looking in, it was just like, it was literally like going to a club. Like, yeah. I was so happy when you named it Club Quarantine because it was the first time I could be in a club with a person in Minnesota at the same exact time. Like, same time. Same time, like like I, I could be on Eastern time. This person could be on whatever, but we were all all in the same situation. And you can tell from the comments because that's what I started to do. Like what I started to do was when I would check a text message, it would log me out. So what I would do is I would go on for my son's iPad, and I would go on for my son's iPad, but I would comment from my phone. So it look like I never left, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, but what I'm trying to tell you is, what I'm trying to tell you is people were like, this was something very, very important. Like, and it was a way you brought the whole world together. Like yeah. a person told me it's two things you could bring the world together through fuel, food and music. I had saw little examples of it through music, but the, like the first real live example I've ever really seen music brought the world together. Was he, yeah. brother? Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Love quarantine, bro, brother. Yeah. Love quarantine. And it's it's culture shifting. Like first of all, I, I was in a party shifting. where I know they would kick me out in real life. <laughs> <laughs> in real life, I know they would kick me out if Joe Biden walked up in the joint. <laughs> you know, it's been like one, one, a great experience with with it is that. So that Friday could have been it could have shifted in a different direction. And I'm going to tell you why, because everyone was trying to figure out how to still make money. So Thursday, when when it started to pop, this was like day three, I started getting calls from record companies and from other clients that it's like, yo, can you play this record? Can you name this? I don't want to say the label, but like, wow, my record's Friday. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, they had a bag for me and they were going to have two of their top artists and, you know, all hip hop artists come in and, you know, they they have like tens of millions of followers. And I was like, yo, you know what? Yo, that'll actually give me like some, you know, some credibility. Maybe they'll, because I was struggling under two hundred thousand followers. I was like, yo, maybe, maybe some of these people still follow me. And I woke up that morning, that Friday morning. I swear to you, bro. Once again, I sat on the edge of the bed, and they were expecting me to do this at three at uh, noon, three p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And I was sitting on the bed, and I was like, yo, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't. This is the one chance that I have to just be me, to play what I love. And here I am, about to turn it into a record company's Friday night party and not follow my instincts. So I never called them. I never I never called, never logged in with anyone. I just signed on and started playing the shit that I love again. Soul Records. 
R&B joints, mm. pop, you know, mixing all of that up. So throughout this entire process, I, I never sacrificed my integrity at all, like for a check. So those first three weeks, I, I just got on because it was therapeutic and I, I knew it was healing the world. And I was just like, I just wanted to do more. You know, but I never sacrificed my integrity. And that's the beauty of like this whole thing is I feel like the music is shifting now. Like, like we should be able to play these records in a club. I know I'm going to because there's nothing you're not going to tell. If you're hiring me, you're hiring me for me. Like, period. You know what I mean? You hire Steve Aoki for what he does. You hire Mustard for what he does. You're hiring me because this is what I do. And they know that's in my rider now. Like, I won't even approve anything. All the shit that I've been doing, I'm like, nah, B. Right. Not doing that. I'm not shouting this out. If you want me, <laughs> this is what the EFN is. If, if somebody get him across the EFN, he just like he'll just nah, listen, listen. This is this is my opinion. The best open format DJs are hip hop DJs. True. Because then it's not open format anymore. It becomes hip hop. Right. <laughs> like even when they're not playing hip hop. So how hip-hop. annoying! How annoying that would be, D Nice. You you at Puff party or somebody? And I remember like one time I think Puff was mad at you at one of his parties. I was there. Uh, I think last New Year's or something like, or something like you know like like people were like if anybody ever like like try to give you a request and you just like this is not the mood of the party and you know where it's going. Oh, you know what? Puff wasn't mad. Puff he wanted me to play like like some demos. Yeah, <laughs> like like new tracks. Yeah, like you know, you know, you know, like you know, from his kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, you right, you right. I can't do you it. Up said no. Yeah. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> I, just wanted, I just wanted to finish my set. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, I was like, yo, I, and to be to be honest, I didn't have the music. You know what right. I mean? Like, and I don't, I don't let anybody put their drives on my computer. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I just don't do that. I don't even start right. it like that. And there's no disrespect to Puff or anybody because I, I love Puff. It's my guy. But I, you know, actually, he never even came over to me. It was more like his people, like, yo, Puff needs you to, right. don't right. yo, nobody took up anything. Right. <laughs> this beautiful house in Miami, right. yeah. Yeah. this doesn't belong to me. Right. This does. And I'm trying to get this house with this. Right. Yeah. I just never, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, Puff usually, he doesn't bother me, you know, man. Puff loves when I play the classic shit, man. You know, like, so, and Puff has actually been one of my, he's at, you know, that night, that that Saturday night when that shit went crazy, two o'clock in the morning, the call came from Puff and he didn't ask for anything. He didn't say, yo, I want to manage you. He said, yo, I just want you to just take a break and take all of this in. You changed the world. You did, you did. That's you did. did, man. That's what I was trying to tell you earlier. That's how we all felt for you. Yeah. You did. He, um, I still didn't listen to him, though. I'm, I'm still going. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You should. You should, because you know why? It's like, I'm, like I said, man, like, um, you know, I'm 42 years old. You know what I mean? Um, um, and I, I like to think that I've been around the world. I like to think that, you know what I'm saying? But... I got so much other accolades and so much other things to do. And that's, like I said, like I said, like music coming together and bringing everything together. That's one of the, like the top moments, if not the moment in yeah. my life where I see if everyone really, like I made a record back in the days called music, make these thugs calm down. Mm-hmm. And it meant nothing. I, mean, I did it with Nas. I see you did it, got an interview with Nas on, 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 on live as well. Oh, yeah. yes. But that meant nothing to, to this night is you really made the world just come together just, you know, in, in celebration. And 
I can. I, I, I swear to God, I was getting texts of people really saying, "Yo, you going? You going to club quarantine tonight?" And I really <laughs> thought we were leaving. Like I was like, "All right, cool." And I was going from one room of my house to the other room of my house, and I even had my balcony set up. We had lights out there, and it was just me and my wife, and we just parted away. By the way, I told her you in the, you um DJ in my wedding, even though I didn't hit you, I didn't text you, but in my mind, you DJ in my wedding next year. It's, it's happening. We're gonna make it work. <laughs> Anything for you, bro. I mean that. I mean that. Like, nah, nah, we, nah we, you, bro. Nah, but it couldn't. Have, hold on, hold on. I, I, I cheered without sipping. That doesn't Cheers. count. Yeah, yeah. I need to pour some more. No, of this. We, we got what do you, it. What do you? Hold on, hold on, hold on, Nori. Hold up. That's cognac. That cognac. You got that oh, energy. Shit, XO, baby. Woo! Shout out to Nas and them over there, baby. <laughs> Listen, we, we got to tell D D Nice how he how actually he's a part of the Dream Champs history. Mm. And nor nor you can refute this. Maybe, maybe I don't know. This is my my opinion of the history. I did. My name is my name. Hold is- on, hold up, man! You're ruining my story, bro. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so so Nori moves down to Miami. He's working out of uh, out of my studio, Crazy Productions, right. and he's like, "Yo, E, let's just do some like hip hop shit. Let's just get let's." He's coming off of the reggaeton stuff, right. Right. and then the both him and I. It's like we 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 both had the same favorite record. My name is D Nice. <laughs> oh, we you both, did that, Dorfinori. Yeah, yeah. We both had the uh, same favorite record. Yeah, well, I'm like, yo, let's let's sample this and let's create another record out of this. This is one of my favorite. He goes, that's one of my favorite records too. Let's yeah. do it. I'm gonna play that record tonight during my set when I yeah. get off. <laughs> my name is Eno. So let me tell you, that studio. My name is Eno. Came after that. Is the prelude to like that's where Dream Chance was born out of Actually, out of those studio that sessions. Same studio and that same. Yeah, yeah, out of those studio yeah. sessions. Yeah. Well, so yeah. you have a piece of Dream Chance. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I love. Yeah, it. Please, please don't claim it, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how how is that like you know. Budweiser, I see Budweiser calling. I see you actually flew out here for a social distance party. Yes, the yeah. drive-by joint. Yeah, yeah. Um, the drive-by joint for yep, the, yep. I've seen that. How, Thank how, you, like, man. How 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 is that? Like you know, um, just people just embracing. And and the best thing about it is you're being you. It's not like you're being somebody else and getting love for being somebody else. You're getting yeah, exactly who you are. So. That's been like the best, that's been one of the best feelings, man, is that, like I said, man, I've, I've been authentic to myself, bro. And like seeing all of these things happen and uh, it, for one, it wasn't really about the accolades because obviously, you know, I've been, I've, I've worked with Hennessy for years. I've worked with Bud, you know, like I've worked with all these clients, um, but this was something different, you know, like this was like people really came through for me. And so if I ever had a question about like my own legacy, that shit was answered two months ago. Immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I, if I ever questioned it, like, yo, I don't know where I am, you know. No, it was, it, the answers came two months ago where I was like, I felt the love. And the answer comes every single night. I, I go on the IG lives and I see, it'll be like hot DJ with 500 people in there. Another DJ with six, 700. I never see DJs with like more than like 2,000 people but I'll go on and it'll be 15,000, 20,000, 25. Don't let it be like the, the, the versus night. Everybody immediately knows to go to my joint. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but the first like Friday, me, man. Like, I, I, yep. Yeah. The yeah. reggae joint, uh, um, the bougie joint? Yeah. Oh, that was crazy. I mean, uh, Beanie Man. Beanie oh and Bounty Killer. That was Beanie epic, Bounty. man. It was crazy in there. As soon as I, soon as I logged on, it was like 10 seconds 
15,000 people in there. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. Yeah. But I love it because that means people trust me, man. You know what I mean? Like, you trust me. The first me time you went, you went so paused. You went like six, seven hours, right? Yeah. And I remember just looking at the comments and people were like, yo, can we send you Uber Eats? <laughs> because you wanted to feed you, yo. People, people were like, "Yo, can we?" People wanted to feed you something. Dude. Like you was just, yo. You did not stop, and then you went off for a second. Like you went off, you didn't say nothing, and then we didn't know what was happening. I, I'm not sure if this was the first hat change, and you came back with a hat change, and then he was like, "Oh shit!" And we was all hoping, yo, he must have ate, he must have ate a grilled cheese or something. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> yo, Yo, I ain't gonna lie. We were like, yo, come on, man. He gotta be. Like, yo, something. I always eat. Okay. So I just don't, I don't talk about it because it, it should be seeming kind of flossy. <laughs> but I use a private chef. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, kill me, kill me, kill me. So, you know what I mean? So every time I would like, I would, I would do, I'd do the shit right now. Like, I still eat while I'm DJing, but I'll dance and be like, oh, this is my shit. And just slide off. Slide, slide off to the private chef? <laughs> I'm coming back with, 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 I'm coming back with food and shit. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I eat. I would just like nibble on the shit while I was DJing. Or like if I'm eating, like last night I was eating while I was DJing, but I kept my back turned pretending to pour more wine as I was chewing my food just, you know, to keep the energy going. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you don't want to... That's, that's actually the funny shit, though. It started that way because there was a chicken company, no disrespect to the chicken company, I'll leave the name out, that week was trying to get me to show some chicken on the screen. I'm like, promote <laughs> chicken? <laughs> they wanted you to promote chicken? Yo, because, it, you know, people couldn't figure out how to market this shit. So they just, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's nice. You can promote some chicken for Yo, in that bag. That's that bag when you know you blew up, bro. You know you blew up when they want you to promote chicken. Then <laughs> this was before that night, but the bag, the bag was looking nice. But I was like, yo, I'm black, yo. I can't be eating chicken on <laughs> in front of Instagram and all these people. I'm like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's why I love where I am, man. I never, I, I swear to you, yo, E, yo, you know, I never sacrificed my integrity, bro. That's the fucking best part about this shit is that I did not stray away from being who I am, man. If that's, that's the, the best lesson, example, Sagan, that's the best example that you've given everybody. That's the best gift you've given all of us. Best gift, man, is that I did not sacrifice my integrity at all. I didn't accept any money. Those deals were coming that Monday. Trust me, millions in deals that Monday, they were all coming at me. And like my friends thought I was crazy. I was like, yo, I don't even want to talk about this. Because why I did it was for people. It was self-serving the very first day. It was about me, like just wanting to play music. But then I was addicted to it because I was reading the comments and people were like, yo, this feels like a club. Like, just imagine, one of my friends is, is you know, you guys all know him, um, Will Packard, a movie producer, right? So Will, that Thursday, Will called me. He was like, yo, everybody keeps calling me about your club. Like, I think I'm going to pop in your club tonight. And I, and I just thought, like, damn, this shit is like a real thing. Like, people really want to be in there. And that shit is just like the fact that people gravitate towards people like us. Like, I've been waiting to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been waiting to just talk to you guys. And you're not doing it yet. Remember, this is not a replacement for the live drink jams. Yeah, no. But, but we couldn't wait no longer. We have to big yeah. you up. Our show is about bigging up people who, you know, you know, D-Nice, when you got 10 years in this game, they want to say you washed up and they want to say that. Yeah. 
me and EFN, we, we, we thought that that was wrong for everybody in our culture. We thought that if for 10 years in this game, you are seasoned and we should be bigging you up. And that goes for everybody. That's why we, we talked about the hip hop union. Like we talked about all this. We did this four years ago. We, we, we realized there's nobody in our culture that's bigging up our culture. That's when me and my partner EFN got together and did it. And we've been successful at it. And you have been top on the list. You, you you have one. You're not only one of my favorite rappers. You have one of my favorite songs. And now you you produced another one of my favorite songs. Self destruction. <laughs> oh my god, man! But 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 I know I'm bouncing around a little bit. Do you think that's something that we need right now? Like you know, um, a we are the world. Self destruction was a we are the world to me. Yeah, that like was modern day self destruction. Like 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 if if I had to choose between we are the world and self destruction, self destruction meant more to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't identify with everybody on We Are the World. No disrespect to that, but I knew who Stephanie was. I knew who KRS was, and so on and so forth. I didn't yeah. know everybody on um, We Are the World. Is self destruction something that we need nowadays? I mean, the record, the actual record. And they tried to do them over and over, like a couple times, but it just hadn't had the same effect. Yeah, like I don't want to be involved because it's usually always the same dudes trying to do it. Like, you know, the guys that did the original, like now we want to come back. And so now we need Migos and little. No, yeah, we need we need it to be modernized. Like it needs need to be it, modernized. We don't need it from my generation. Because right. it's talking down on people. You know what I mean? Like, like when we first came out, Melly Mel hated us. Like he didn't he didn't rock with, with us at all. With who? With BDP or self destruction as a track? BDP. Okay. BDP. Like Melly Mel hated us. That's like the first verse of poetry. KRS was poetry. That that was actually a rhyme he wrote. Like. Like he did that on stage in front of Melly Mel. Like, yo, that's crucial now. that you're saying this. Though. Oh, this no. is crucial because that yeah. means that shit ain't changed. <laughs> no, a, a lot of the elder statements seem to be a little bit mad at the people who made more money than them. Is True. that accurate? That is accurate. Okay, continue. That is accurate. You know, like I mean, I, I see that now with with a lot of DJs from like, I mean, one of my favorite DJs. Hit me up, send me a text last night, like, yo, when did you start playing slow songs on a Sunday night? Oh, or, you know, uh, you know, come on. Or, you know, like people always do things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when did you start doing this? Or like, when did you start? I'm like, yo, bro, it's just music, you know, like right. this is what we do. This is what we all do. I'm not, I'm never gonna limit myself to anything, you know, but like, yeah, you know, a lot of times, you know, our generation is like it's we all we don't really show each other the same amount of love that we should, you know. Like that's why when I see Bun B in there, if I see Nori, I, yo, when I see Nori, when I see Nori's name pop in there, this shit means so much to me because because of the Violator days, you know what I mean? And it's like same here, brother. Yeah, it's like I I can't think about my life in music without thinking of Chris Lighty. That's true. This is real shit to me because that man told me that, yo, you're better than just you're better than what you used to do. No disrespect to what you used to do, but you can figure this out. So me doing multiple things actually happened because he challenged me. It, It wasn't because I saw myself doing these things. It was because that man challenged me. You know what I mean? Like there was a day in the studio when I was building the violator site that, yo, I followed you around. 
You had a whole crew in the studio. Wow, yeah. Mad dudes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Dude, I was in the studio and, and D-Nice showed up one time at Thug Down Studios. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yo, shit. Yeah. You were there. Yeah, I was there. I was there. And I was like, wait, this is D-Nice. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and I was there to take pictures, though. That's what I'm saying. Yo, I was kind of fucked up by it, though, originally. I was like, holy shit, D-Nice is a photographer right now. Yeah, I have to adjust. I have to adjust. You, you, you know why you thought you, you thought that? But but when I looked at D-Nice, D-Nice is always debonair. He's always like fly, you know what I'm saying? So you know, you know, he he's a different guy. Like he's a he's a smooth character. But I think what I think is dope about about that point is that you were already ahead of the curve. D right. like like you understood that to survive. The thing is, we all look at the 1% of entertainers right. that make a living off of what they do, the one thing they do, right. and they make millions of dollars. Right. Most entertain, entertainers and hip-hop artists or anybody that, whatever, any of us that are creators, that is not the reality for all of no. us. No. Right. We have to have different lanes. We have to be able to, to do different things to right. do the one thing we love. Yes. Right. And, and, you know... I was young when, when, at that time when I was in the studio and I saw you. I was like, "Oh shit, Dean Heise is a photographer." But I get it now. Like I, I got it a little bit after that because it's, I started doing like, the same thing. Yo, listen, yo, D, D. When I started doing reggae tone, EFN didn't even speak to me. Oh no, no, I still don't speak to you. For- <laughs> <laughs> all fat Joe. When I did, listen, I did reggaeton. And I ain't no disrespect to reggaeton. Disrespect to you. <laughs> fat Joe. Two of my closest friends, you nice. Two of my closest friends. They said, What are you doing? I said, Reggaeton. They said, I don't know why. In my mind, both of their numbers magically changed. Right there. <laughs> so, so, so trust me, like, like when you transition, sometimes people just don't understand. Nah, they don't understand. They didn't. And but you gotta let the only thing that will stop you is your ego. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just your ego that would stop you from like doing that shit to be able to like pivot. So I, you know, there was part of it that felt a little uncomfortable, but the part that made me feel comfortable was that, wait a minute, I work for myself. I'm only here to take pictures of Nori because I want to populate the violator site with content. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why I went. I was, it was, I was building the violator site. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have like, I wanted to be able to, what we do on Instagram was what I was trying to do wow. with Violator. Wow. You know, wow. to just be able to like put up new images and like wow. tell stories like, oh, this person was doing this. Wow. You know, like, so so it didn't matter to me to like go and walk around with my camera. Shit, my cameras are expensive. Right. This, fucking, this, this fucking $22,000. Yo, where, where's, where's Drain Flicks? Drain Flicks. Drain Flicks. Show yourself, Drain Flicks. Drain Flicks right here. We got my homie, Drain Flicks. He's one of our producers. He was an MC and now he's a photographer for this. I was there that night when you had the camera in the studio. Are you and oh, I know you. What's up, man? You made me a drink, dog. Yeah, like, that's that's my brother, brother right there. Much respect, brother. Man, you know he's an illest photographer too. <laughs> right. Wait, which camera do you have with you? Uh, I got the Sony. Sony. Oh, nice. uh, oh that's dope. And I just got a got a Fuji uh, X100F-V, the new one too. Thank Shit. you. I'm speaking Chinese. Shit, I got I got the, the this is the Leica monochrome, the new one, the monochrome. Oh, uh, yo, check it out. I got the oh, iPhone. <laughs> 
I got the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's that's love though, man. I'm I'm happy to be here with you guys though, bro. I've been waiting for this. And how about how about um your relationship with KRS? I know we spoke on it a little bit lightly earlier. Like, no, nah, we're good. We're right. good. We don't really see each other that often though, you know, like his Chris never really had a cell phone. Like he doesn't do the cell phone thing. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, about <laughs> stop. He still gets on a boat and shit like that. Last time I seen him, he told me he gets. Bro, on you boat. saw what happened when he did Drink Champs. Everybody knows this or no? Nobody knows this story. He did Drink Champs. There was a controversy that happened when he did Drink Champs. You got to explain. A boat. He went on a boat. A long boat ride. So he didn't see the, the controversy. Didn't he couldn't react to it till like a week later because of the boat ride. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. Yeah. It was like two, 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 three weeks later. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, um, I think somebody got to tell him like planes are safer than they used to be. Better <laughs> than they used to be. <laughs> Since Pan Am Flight 103. Joe didn't used to take planes either, though. Yeah, yeah Fat Joe, yeah, Joe would not get on a plane. No, Joe is on the, he's left and right now. He's left and right on the planes. Like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I'm good, bro. Nah, but Karis, I'm, I'm, you know, look, like I said earlier, I hope he's proud of, like, what happened, man. Like, I, I am a product of BDP, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're a pro- yeah, you're their prodigy, for sure. So, so what, what happened... This happened for my crew, you know? Like, this is some dope shit. When you really look back at the history of it, How I started know? with them. It started there. That's and that insane, same man. dude, that same dude that started with them ended up playing in the White House. You know what I mean? Like, like this, this is just a dope story, man. It's a dope story. Yeah, I, I can't wait to, like, properly tell the, my story one day, you know? Like, because people should know the ups and downs. Like, that's where the inspiration comes from. The inspiration comes from like never giving up and always believing in yourself. Not not to sound all appreciative shit, but that's really that's the story right there. That's the story right so, there. So, you know, is that already in the? Are you thinking that like the book and like the documentary? It sounds like it already. So I've already had book deal offers, but this was before COVID. I never took the deals because I didn't feel like my story was there yet. This is what what I'm saying. Like knowing yourself, bro. I I just felt like. Nah, okay, yeah, I'm the dude from the Bronx, and you know, you know, I made a lot of records and sold records, and I, you know, I lost everything, and then I came back as a web developer and a photographer and a DJ, and then I DJ in the White House and all of this shit. I still didn't feel like the story was there because it wasn't; those weren't my things. The only thing that was mine were my records. Right. Other than that, I was building shit for other people. It wasn't until this hit where it was like, my story is here now. Because what I did fucking like really did contribute to inspiring the world. So like now I feel now my story is there. Like now I'm excited to tell the story. Like, right. And, and what's I, Ill, what's ill about the IG stuff is that it's self-produced. True. Like nobody produced it for you. Nope. No club promoter promoted it. Nope. It's a self-produced, and that's what's so dope about it. I didn't even think about it from that perspective, but you're right. Yeah. Your daughter, your daughter, you got to give your daughter the producer credit, right? Because I think she was the one telling you who was doing it. My daughter, no, my daughter was, she was, because I, you know, I don't know why I wasn't, I what, didn't think of this, in, you know, early on. I used to, I would stream from my iPhone. So if you have your phone, you know, I'm 49, so clearly... Clearly, my, my vision isn't the same. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm blind. Don't worry. So I'm turning 45 uh, on, on Thursday. Yeah, I couldn't. You turn how old? 45. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I couldn't see the, the comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't see anything. So my daughter would text me to my iPad, like, Dad, so Nori's in there. Right. And then, oh, this person is in there. Like, she would just tell me all of the people. And then I had to tell her, I was like, babe, tell me some regular names, too. Like, because I want everybody <laughs> to feel good. So my daughter you would be, Tom and John? Yeah, she would just shoot me over names. Like, but like now, like yeah, yeah, like my shit is all. I use I use the iPad. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you got like movie lights in that motherfucker, like old school movie lights. You got oh, that I mean that's my C lamp. That's my C lamp. Oh, you got the lights from Casablanca. like the lights. You know that shit was for more decorative. <laughs> that's decorative, baby. You know when you get a little bit of money, you do you buy dumb shit. <laughs> it's not even functional. <laughs> oh man, nah, this is fun, man. I appreciate you guys, bro. Nah, man. Nah, we appreciate you, bro. Yo, I can't even talk. I appreciate you, bro. Nah, man. Really, really, really bottom from my heart, man. Like it couldn't have happened to any better person. Um Absolutely. Um, you are absolutely hands down one of the most genuine, humble. You you taught me so much because I watched you transition. From a posi- uh, from a career to a career and to a, to a different thing, maintain exactly who you are, maintain the integrity, and I admire that and I look up to that. You know what I mean? That's wow. why I seen when I seen you and um, Shy and uh, um, uh, what was it? Nobu, Nobu. That's my. Yeah. By the way, that's one of my favorite restaurants in the whole oh. planet, uh, Nobu. And um, I, I seen y'all there, and I was like, man, I, I, I want you on drink chance. We like, no, no, and we it was kicking it, but you know, um. Getting back to the matter at hand, when I seen the explosion and I seen everything that happened, I couldn't, uh, everyone from EFN, everyone, we were just texting each other and just was just so happy. We're just happy, man. And no, man. Is, I'm, I'm old enough, I'm 42. Um, I'm old enough to remember when it was Eric B and Rakim. I'm old enough yeah. to remember where the DJ actually ah. came before the artist. And it, it was because of that very moment. It reminded, it reminded me of that. You know what? Uh, artists can go up, go up for you know about a, a half an hour, you know, forty five minutes, and just rock their own records. After that, we got to say goodbye. You was out there six, seven hours. Mm. <laughs> nine, no, 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 nine, nine no, hours. Nine. Nine. Ooh, damn, dude, <laughs> half a day. I was nine hours just playing music. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> Jesus, Christmas. Yo, you know we don't play nine hours, man. Nah, that's not normal. That's how you get the hunchback. Yeah, I, I, I got my hunchback from DJing in the club back in the days. Yeah, I'm over here struggling right now. I'm like the entire time we're talking, I got my eye on this joint right here. I'm like, yo, I'm about to put this on. <laughs> oh, I got one of those too. <laughs> you got this? Yeah, that? no, that's a massager. That's a massager joint. Yes, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at y'all like, yo, what is this? I got the same at? shit at the crib. Yo. Like, yo, I'm like this. I'm like, ah. Uh. But yo, let me bro. tell you, what's dope, what's dope about everything you've done and, and all everything that's come with it is that you didn't keep it to yourself. No. You you put on you put on the ladies yeah. that oh, deserve it. You put, on, you put on your, your crew, the originals. The originals, yeah. I respected that. Stretch on strong. I like think I so dope, man. Um Clark Kent, yeah, Tony yeah. Touch. Tony Touch. Oh Stretch Armstrong. Rich Medina. The thing, you know, like, look, man, I, I never, I, I just wanted to be that person that I wish someone else was for me back in the day. Not to say that 
they weren't. Because KRS and Scott, like, you know, those guys took a kid that really didn't know anything about music and gave me a career, gave me a life, you know? Like, so, so like, yo, I get on, like, yeah, you're supposed to look out for your boys. Like, now we got a platform. You know, before we had, you know, under 200,000 people, now it's like 2.4 million people, like, why not put your crew on? Like, yo, like, let them know who this person is. Or, right. you know, somebody was like, yo, you should do one for all ladies. And I was like, yo, you know what? That's actually a dope idea. Dope. Do it. And then I was talking to my boy. We worked together with, with Chappelle. I was like, yo, you know what? Why don't you, why don't you play jazz on my joint? Like, use the full band. Because he was getting like 45 people in his, in his IG Live. And I'm like, yo, you get a cut, at least a couple of thousand if you come on this joint. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like... Consistently had like 8,000 people in there just listening to play jazz. And I'm like, you know what? That's all I'm doing is like programming a station now, you know? Like, and that's how I kind of treat it. Like, you know, I like to play my music, but like. Well, there's a future in that right there. I know, right? You know, like, hey, listen, it's going to be a new business. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that. I'm about to pivot again. (laughs) Cheers to the pivot. (laughs) Yeah, cheers to the pivot. (laughs) The constant pivot. Cheers to Chris Lighty too, man. Um, I, I, heard, I mean, I miss him so much, man. Yeah, um, do, are you are you under management now? Is there anybody? Do you, I, I I see. Oh, you know what? I seen you in the Rock Nation. Um, not Rock Nation. Um, what was it the other day? It was Tata's. Oh yeah, Tata's. Yes, yeah. Tata's no, birthday. No, no, no. I'm I'm self managed. I've always been managed by my company, Brand Nice. You know, like I have two assistants that work with me. I'm never going to be managed by anyone. I have no desire to do that. I have the desire to build my business. Like, you know, when you're, I'm, I'll be 50. I can't, I can't be the dude be like, yo, what do you think about this deal? <laughs> right. Nah. Like you already know what you want out of the deal. Yeah, I already know like, right. yeah, I know what I want. So if that's not, if I'm not going to get what I want or close to it, then I shouldn't do the deal. Like Absolutely. you can't really convince me to do that. You know, like, and, and no manager. And first of all, a manager would have told me to stop DJing online. Wow. To just yo, yo get the check now. And then like, yo, you don't need to do it anymore. You're gonna be oversaturated. Yo, you know what ended up happening? I ended up with another million followers. You know what I mean? Like it, so then that that automatically changes all of the rates anyway. And I never charged anyone for anything. I just did what I loved and I followed my instincts. You know, like look, when quarantine is over, the silver lining is that I know that I'll be remembered for doing something good for people. Okay. And I know that I can walk away from this knowing that I did this shit from my heart. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I know that. Like, there's nothing. I, I can smile when this is all over. Like, and yo, like people. I, you know, I read comments to people posting. Like, you know, a lot of people post some slick stuff, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna walk away from this feeling like I'm extremely proud that I did not sacrifice myself. I didn't shit on anyone. I don't speak badly about anyone. And you know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I go into other people's IGs. I'll leave a comment just because I know people will say something like, yo, D-Nice is in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll put other DJs into my joint. I do all of that. I'll, I, I'll afford people like, yo, I'm done for the day. Like today, I did a quick set earlier. As soon as I was done, I knew Maceo was in there. I'm like, yo, Maceo, you rocking? Like, yo. So everybody, yo, you should go and support Maceo. Shout out De La Soul, Maceo. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yo, that's, that's, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like knowing when, when this is all over, like, yo, be like, I did what I could for my, for, for my hip hop people and just for people in general to keep people inspired, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to do so. 
Man. Yo, salute, I, salute. I, I salute that, man. I salute that, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much. And once again, this is not like the official one. This is, you know, just now nah, you have to join us. Don't yeah. don't don't play with us, man. Come yeah, to yeah, Miami we, 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 when it's all over and join Look, us. I hit you. I was like, yo, wait. I, I was like, wait, I'm supposed to hit up EFN. Like, hold on, hold on. Then I was like, yo, why? I was like, why are we DMing, bro? Just I wish I'd have knew when you came out here because we could have did a great social distance with masks and still did it in person. But don't worry. Oh, no, no, no. We're gonna do a legit drink chance. You're gonna get shit faced. Yeah, You're gonna yeah. get shit faced on yes. drink chance. And we want to tell you. We want to tell you. Already start with that shit though. I'm still over here with this. <laughs> right, here. So hold on. Here. So, give me. Give me one more minute. I gotta take another pee pee. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Okay. So look. Now that you said that you produced. Self destruction. Give us, give us a story from that whole recording session. Damn, anything interesting with self self destruction? I mean, were you there during the whole product, the whole recording of that? Okay, the only thing I wasn't there for was uh, for Public Enemy. They sh- they sent the uh, the two. I was about to ask you about Public Enemy specifically. How about Heavy D? Yeah, I was there for Hev. I was there like the first day was everyone was in there though. You know, the first day. Like LL. Wait, everybody came to that session? Yeah, when we, when we first started working on it, like, we were at Chunking Studios. You know, like, LL was there because LL was writing Light's part. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, we had the beat going. Wait, but like, why wasn't LL on it? I don't know. I mean, he wrote part. <laughs> he wrote I, Light's rhyme. Yeah, he wrote, hold on, my back is wobbling, girl. I need to get comfortable. Shit. <laughs> Listen. This is DJ life, bro. Yeah, listen, we got, I got it at the crib. Ah, I was struggling. Yo, what really is hard. that? Is a, what is what is what is y'all rich dudes? Both of y'all identify oh. with that. This is it's it's not rich dude shit. You can buy that shit for forty nine ninety nine on yeah, Amazon right now. Yeah, <laughs> it don't look forty nine exactly. <laughs> you need this, man. Oh. Yeah, man, that shit. That shit. If you can't go to a masseuse, that shit got you. I got some other shit that goes. The, the, um, the roller. That's thing. the rich dude shit you got no, right there. The one that goes forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's forty nine ninety nine. Yo, so Nori, listen. Yeah. Uh-huh. He said that self destruction. Almost all of it was one session. That's crazy. Damn. Not all. No, like sixty percent of it. It started in like one session. That's fucking well, banana. That Just to think about all those. I mean, I know that right now it's difficult to think about all artists in a, a studio together. Right. But to think about those iconic, legendary artists all in that studio doing that record is crazy, man. Yeah, but we weren't iconic then, though, you know? <laughs> I don't care. Listen, don't, don't ruin my, my vision of this right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, we weren't iconic then. Yo, this really feels like I got some, like... It looks like you got a, a boa constrictor around your neck right now. Just I feel like, I feel like I, I'm, I'm like a Diddy's mansion. I got somebody handling this while I'm... While I'm trying to pour, pour a drink. <laughs> that, that, that was my other question. What, what's your most um, awkwardest party? Like a, a party that was just awkward. You just you. Went to, yeah, you went to DJ and the shit was just probably just shit. Like, I forgot. Yeah, I don't even have one. Uh, honestly, like okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know of any awkward parties, man. I, I forget. I had a party one time. I, I forget what was like. One of these guys that hosts, I think it was Johnny Carson or one of them guys' sons. And 
it was like just crazy. It was a balloon party. So we went in, it was just a balloon. Party. <laughs> I had never experienced some shit like that. <laughs> I'm drinking Cristal, and it just balloons just everywhere. And I just, it, it was like, that was a little awkward for me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds crazy. No, I've never had one of those balloon party with Johnny Carson. <laughs> so like that. I think it's Johnny Carson's son. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Or, yeah, no, no, no. Damn, I'm... Yeah, I've never had anything weird, man. I, I really listen. I don't, my DJ career has been outstanding, bro. And you like festivals, the South by Southwesters? You like that? My sneakers always get messed up every time I go to. Like that's. I do I'm, like I do like the festival. I you know, I just like watching people dance, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like having watching people have a good time and really like and just celebrate music. You know, I I can't wait for this to be over because I, I want to hit the stage. You know, like my goal, Laurie, man, is like. My goal is to play the Hollywood Bowl mm. because it's an outdoor space. And I feel like during this time of COVID, people have gotten closer to their families. Like people listen to my music with their families. People put it on the systems, wow. play the same music with their kids. Wow. And they'll send me images and videos dancing with their kids. So it's like, I, I, I need to be that type of person that will be playing amphitheaters. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of, like, worried about, like, nightclubs, I'm playing amphitheaters and people are coming out with their families, you know? And, like, so as soon as I said that, like, you know, uh, now Rogers from Chic hit me, like, yo, you really want to do Hollywood Bowl? I was like, yeah, I want Hollywood Bowl. I want you. I want Chic. I was like, yo, I just want that that Hollywood Bowl. I forget. Didn't didn't Merz or somebody throw a festival at Hollywood Bowl? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think so. I'm not sure. I forget but yeah, it's like outdoors. People come with their wine. Like, that's the kind of vibe. Look, I see you drinking your wine. Like, yo, I'm about to crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tonight I'm on Ace of Spades. Where, where the Ace of Spades at? Oh, you had the Ace with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Tonight I'm on Ace of Spades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hopefully, whole watching this. You know what I'm saying? We're keeping it. We're keeping it. We're keeping it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and just in case, you know, we know Diddy watching too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We think- <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it up. Colombians keep it. are watching too. I'm keeping it in house. Oh, look, and look, yeah. Oh, okay, look, look. We got Say too, goddamn. Goddamn, goddamn. I was trying not to mix, man. I, you know, I started started drinking dark. Yeah, I've been drinking water. That's why I've been drinking water all goddamn day. But when I, we said we got you on here, I said, man, we, we got to. Oh, we got Delion too, just in case, Diddy. Look, Jesus Christ. Look, look, Diddy, I got Delion over here too, don't. I got Delion, okay, okay, okay. Delion, um. Hold on. So life, life, life as the new D nice. Is it is there because there's people who only know me from being podcasting, right? There's people that only like I, I remember I had a show in San Francisco and I'm walking to the stage and a kid looks at me like, What are you doing? Why are you going to the stage? And I'm like, I'm going to perform. He's like, You're doing a podcast right now? And I'm like, no, I'm going to perform. And the kid had no idea I was <laughs> N-O-R-E, the actual artist. And then I perform, and he's like, those are your songs? Like, <laughs> those are your songs? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, he's like, oh, shit. There's people who just know. Is there people who just know you from, like, a, a certain part of your, your life? Yeah. So the funny thing is, uh, um, one of the clients, uh, agencies, uh, she she called me one day and she was like, "Yo, Heineken wants to work with you." Oh no, Heineken keeps calling about the the rapper D Nice. 
But I keep telling them, we only know the DJ D nice. And I just fell out laughing. I was like, <laughs> same person. Like, yo. you, should, you should charge two different rates. <laughs> you should be like, yo, I, I, I could book you the rapper and the DJ. But, oh, wow. Get paid twice. Twice. <laughs> I fell out it's laughing. It's like, their fault, not yours. <laughs> I was like, babe, I am the rapper D-Nice. I just DJ now. I used to rap back in the day. She looked at me. She was like, you're, I can't even see it. You're a rapper. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, it's just, there's a lot of people. Just like there are a lot of people that rediscovered me. Look, to get a million followers in a day is insane. I don't have a record out. I don't have a record out at all. And in one day, a million followers. Wow. Is absolutely the most insane thing. They were like, we've never seen numbers like grow like that. Like, you know, you could be crazy to put out a record now. Out now, <laughs> it could be crazy. Oh, yeah, no, the DJ project is coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to be DJ Khaled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something, Chris Lighty. That's something. Another one. Another yeah. one. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> oh, no. The- and you know what the goal would be? Me looking from the outside in. Is to keep that same energy. And the thing about it is, right? Sorry to be like to break down, but I'm gonna tell you how. Just how I look at it. To me, uh, DJ Camilo is probably one of the best international club DJs. When every international is in there, I think DJ Camilo is one of the best. Yes. I think just on a party tip, Kikapri is, is is no. There's nobody messing with Kikapri on the radio. I don't think there's nobody messing with Funk Flex in the morning time. There's nobody messing with DJ MB. When it comes to global music, there's nobody that can mess with D-Nice. Like, I, like there's anybody that I w- could walk into the party, you're going to please them. Because you have a certain niche yep. of playing a, a, a type of music that the hardcore dude is going to like, the soft person in the room is going to like, and, like, you know, the, the, the medium person is going to like. Yep. How, how did you develop that? Because of that story that I shared earlier, when the hip hop, all I wanted to do was play hip hop records, and hip hop dudes wouldn't let me in. But like, <laughs> you know, like I have to go the other route. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> the only person, even and listen, and this is not no disrespect to the originals, because you know Clark Kent and all those guys are like my best friends. Like we we talk every day. But the first person that ever looked out for me as a DJ was DJ Scratch. Mm. DJ Scratch was like, yo, when I called him, I was like, yo. PMD, Buster Rhymes DJ, just for anybody who doesn't know. Scratch Vision. Yes, yes. So um, he was the first person that was like, when I called him, I was like, yo, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm coming back on the scene DJ, and I got a little party I'm doing on Wednesdays. That's when, you know, back in the day, you had to, like, name your shit after, like, candy bars and all that shit. Like, good and Plenty Fridays and Juice <laughs> Fruit Tuesdays and all that. So, so I was like... I'll enjoy Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think my shit Superfly Wednesdays. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I photoshopped my face on like Superfly. Like, you know, thought I was cool shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, the Superfly Wednesdays. So Scratch, Scratch was the first person, man. And that, that $150 that they gave me, I was like, yo, that's all I offered to him. And he was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need that, bro. I'm good. I just wanted to rock with you. Yeah. And like he came, it was 10 people in there. Wow. It was 10 people in there, bro. Like, and, the, and I will never forget this. There was a woman that came every week to my party with her husband. It was 10 to 20 people every single week. And that woman said to me, she, she's a professor at uh, NYU. Her husband's a firefighter. And she said to me one day, 
She was like, you know why we come? Because no matter how many people are in here, you still look like you're having fun. Wow. You look like you're having fun and your energy is infectious. And I never, ever forgot that. So even when I'm tired, they're nice when I'm dead tired. I don't even want to DJ. Like, I didn't even want to play last night. Wow. I got on at like midnight out here because one of my friends, she's super dope. She's been guiding me through this whole process of like, you know, social media and handling, you know, and she was just like, she brought up like Chico DeBarge. And I was like, damn, I've never even played a Chico DeBarge record. I think Ooh, I want to record right now. You know what I'm you do? Yeah, yeah. On 1998, my NRE album. Oh, shit. Yeah. I got to go. I got to revisit that. <laughs> I, I, I signed online just to play Chico on the bars. It was like 8,000 people in there. I'm like, damn. Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting on in a minute. As soon as we're done with this, I'm, yeah. doing, a, I'm doing the after party. <laughs> well, 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 just. Yeah, Dream Chance oh, after oh. party with D Nice. We in. We in. <laughs> In the words of, um, what's the guy? Oh, I forget the guys, but it was, you got the juice now, buddy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you ain't yeah, never know. Man, yeah, man. Know, oh, man. Yeah, juice. man. And I couldn't be, like I said, you know, um, like I, yeah, I started this interview off with, with, with uh, Sam, with me and Fat Joe, Sam on the side. And we was like, like, you know, when we, when we, we just built, like, you know what I mean? It was like, yo, if there's any DJ that can be able to get like a million dollars each show, like this one show, a million, it, it, we we pray and hope that it's you. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God damn. <laughs> He's getting it. He's getting it. I hope he's getting it. Too, <laughs> nah, it's you. Nah, no, don't even. Nah. No hope. It's you. It's, it's you. Be, I, I, and like like I said, man, we could go on and on for hours and, and days and days. I just want to thank you, man, for taking your time. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. And, and staying who you are and holding down our culture. And, you know, besides, you know, me as 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 Nori, uh, uh, the artist, and EFN, the artist, you know, as a person, I was, I lived to these moments of you getting on there and just jamming and, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, we were really stuck in. We was taking this serious as every other American should as well. And we was taking this very, very serious. And um, you you kept us alive, man. You you, you sincerely did, man. And and through the music and you you just... You healed the country, bro. That's basically what you've been doing. Yeah, you you held down the... Like I heard a person, I heard a person, you know, when a person say, um, uh, since such is in the house, and then they'd be like, yo, since such is in the building, and then since such, I never heard somebody say, since such is in the planet. Like, <laughs> like you, you were in the planet, my dude. Like, I knew I was partying. I knew I was partying. I knew I was partying next to a nigga in Moscow. Like, what, 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 I, I, was, I was smelling people under arms. I knew they wouldn't come America. Like, I knew, I knew yeah. where they were from because it was your party, brother. And yeah. you know what? We appreciate that, bro. We love you, man. Love you, man. Love, man. Drink chats forever. Man. And we look forward to you being here with us in person. Yeah, in person. I can't wait, man. Love you guys. EFN, man. Yeah. Brother, man, seriously, thank you for following up, bro. Yeah, I'm man. so thank happy you. to be here. Cheers, thank fellas. You, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace. I killed that with the underarms, right? The underarms. That's true. That's it, man. Great job, man. Look at you, boy. You already took it. You're not my dad. You're not my freaking dad. Okay, yes, man. How you, how you, man. Are you talking to me like that, bro? <laughs> Who are you? All right, yo, yo. I'm expecting you. You're not.
Um, okay, we're gonna recap. Yeah, let's do it. Yo, what's going on, man? That was a, a great one, bro. Yo, we had fucking we had Gilly the kid. Gilly the kid. Yo, okay, let me just point it out there. It came through like the, the last minute. We were supposed to have a, a different guest. We're not gonna say that. A huge guest. Huge guest. And that doesn't it doesn't diminish his hugeness. Doesn't diminish it yeah, because you know Gilly is right there out there um busting ass, doing his goddamn thing. Pause. I, yeah, yeah. No, you know what I mean, you know. And pause. Um, pause. And, we had the legendary DJ D Nice, man. Legendary rapper. Bro, you know I got hyped already. I was, I was, I was extremely hyped. Um, you know, uh, so much Rapper history D-Nice. there, man. From BDP to wherever you want to go with it, guys, crazy. Bro, he told us that he produced self destruction. That was crazy. I didn't. I, I feel like I'm not hip hop. I don't. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, bro. I still feel hip hop, but I didn't know. That. <laughs> I feel I, my hip hop card, I, and I gave it back to myself. I oh, took it away, it and I gave it right back to myself. Take it, you, take it, you, give it back to yourself in the morning. Give it back to yourself <laughs> in the night. Put it, put it with a tooth fairy be at, and then you come back to the morning. Nah, it, it was it was epic, man. It was epic. Yeah, yeah. D nice is is like what people don't understand is like he is he's he's out of here. You know what? Let's, let's, let's just say this. Both of those brothers, man, you know, Gilly and D-Nice, two humble brothers that has had a chance to, to come to the forefront. Transcend. You know, Gilly, you know, you know, um, was out there being a rapper and then, you know, had a little dry spell. And then, look, Flores to the, to the front. D-Nice told you about his little dry spell. Look at it. Flores to the front. And we we happy to... To, to support them in the beginning, in the middle, and 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 and, and yeah, we'll never prosper. stop supporting. Huh? We'll never stop supporting. That's the that's thing. What, that's exactly what we do, man. Yeah. So EFN, here. God damn it, man! Can I'm gonna finish this, like and then I'm gonna spray Stay all my, my crib down because we ha- and open the windows. Yeah, I got Boris. He's dirty, man. Boris is dirty right now. Oh, Jesus, they man. Salut, salut, man. Another great show, man. What are you expecting, bro? Twins? Leave me alone. I think it's three of them. <laughs> Get out of my face. <laughs> Love you, Sonny. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Drink Champs, hosted by yours truly, DJ EFN and NORE. Please make sure to follow us on all our socials. That's at Drink Champs across all platforms. At the real Noriega on IG. At Noriega on Twitter. Mine is at Who's Crazy on IG. At DJEFN on Twitter. And most importantly, stay up to date with the latest releases, news, and merch by going to drinkchamps.com. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.